Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. Highlander and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids are going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. From Cleveland, Ohio, USA, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Emperor's Court coming to you live. This is the Emperor joining in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. How are your lungs today, uh, sir? My lungs are actually not doing particularly good. I didn't think um, they would be. I did not want to, uh, <laughs> actually, I did not want to cancel a second show in a row. I know we've canceled two in the last month because of illness, and I didn't want to, uh, that to happen again. So my apologies for not a very long intro as we normally do. So are, are you on uh, some antibiotics right now? Yeah, actually, yes, I am. And I'm on some something particularly nasty actually oh. it's um i can't go in sunlight you can't uh, go in sunlight no i okay. if i take it i have to wait 30 minutes before i can lay down i either have to take it one hour on an empty stomach before eating or two to three hours after a meal must take it with only water no alcohol no pop just water okay because it will dehydrate you and uh, some variety of other things i don't want I've, to go into i have to admit i've, I've never heard of that is, is it is it working at least um yeah it's just it takes a lot out of me uh it's mm-hmm. really beat me up actually it's like a horse pill i'll show it to you later it's over okay. there in the, the uh, oh okay i see him up there yeah all right Anywho, that and I worked today, so it's been a long day. I'm tired. I'm beat. So it was, was today the first day you worked? Or have no, you I worked all week. week. You worked all week, too? Yeah. With pneumonia? Yeah. That's, don't you get sick pay at your I do. Job? I do. I can get a lot of it, but I'm, I've got a promotion coming to me uh, on my anniversary date next year, uh-huh. and I don't want to mess that up. So wow. then we're shorthanded in my department anyway, so I've been busting tail. And of course, it's gone. It's been noticed, but... Uh, it has not been easy. <laughs> I yeah. am not in the best of conditions, so you'll be... Well, way to take one for the team, sir. Well, thank you. I wish there was another alternative. But you'll be doing, the, I would say, the lion's share of the work oh. tonight. Oh, okay. Well, if I do that, I would have done uh, my introduction then. You know, we probably should have. I've got that somewhere. Maybe we'll do that uh, I have one. Out of one. I, I try to remember what, what mine was going to be. It was like uh, 6 p.m. in the eastern United States, 3 p.m. in the west. In Europe, it's midnight, and in Asia, today is tomorrow. This is the Emperor's Court, live from Cleveland, Ohio. I think it was going to be something like that. As opposed to the moment I actually ended up doing it. Yeah, whatever that was going to be. Uh, you know, I think I've got it. Oh, you do, actually? I I, I think. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I don't know how it's alphabetically 
put yeah, well, I've got it. The problem is I have several H, different folders. Right. There's tons of there it there is. There it is, the Highlander intro. Oh, all right. Well, go ahead. Throw so it we'll there. pop on there and uh, we'll let, I think it's the right one. Two minutes long. It's got to be, right? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's the one where I, I bust in with the. Okay, let's try it again. All right. Except we'll do it with the uh, Highlanders. All right. All right. Here we go again. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. We had a different actually intro. They actually had words like more than that. No, I, I think that was just it. I, that, that was the week that I I did the, all the the pre-show music and right, everything. We flipped and, it around. Yeah, we flipped it around a little bit. All right. So, well, you know what? Maybe next time uh, we get a chance, we'll have yeah. to uh, or if ever, record or if, something a little. little or if better. ever I, I end up hosting the show solo because you're deathly ill or whatever, then I'll have my own. Get yourself thing. a machine, damn it! We could do it from that your house. Money, for a change. dude. I I have no money, dude. I have no money. None. <sighs> Sucking off the tea to the government. That's right. Typical Democrat. Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot of topics to get to tonight. Um, obviously, we did not have a show last week. My apologies. As I have just mentioned, I've had pneumonia. Actually, it's been on the uh, the Facebook and the Twitter and the page and what yes. have you. So um, I will do my best to keep up with it. If I pass out or have to end the show early, you'll be the first to know. Obviously, <laughs> you'll hear a thud and the Highlanders start laughing. What? What was that? What, what, what's the, the whole thing with um, Major League Two and, and, and Bob Uecker gets drunk and passes out? Oh, that that's whole, right. I know. That, like every, every Indians game we go to, you always relive every single moment of those movies. What the hell was this co-host like, name? So, oh, I got, oh, I got it. Okay. So Hiroshi Kamikaze Tanaka, formerly of the Yukata Giants. It, it's I forget exactly what the whole spiel is, but basically he gets up there to try and hit the ball and knocks himself, knocks cool. himself, and then he's like, and I, what's the name of his sidekick? That's what I was trying to remember. I couldn't. I remember can't remember the name, the name like, of his sidekick, but the like very the, the the joke of the movie is that Bob Euchre has like a play by play guy. But Bob Euchre is the guy who talks the entire time. He doesn't give the other guy any chance to say something. And then when he does give him a chance to say something, it's like a one-word answer or like two words. So basically the, the, the joke is that Bob Euchre's drunk, and he's, he's trying to call the game, and he's like, uh, we'll call him like John. I forget what the, the guy's name is. Like, John, take over. I'm in the bag. And then you see him slump <laughs> over, and he goes, boom, and he falls down. And then the guy looks around and he's like, me? And then the, the Japanese guy or whatever, he, he hits the ball, and then you, you see the ball going, and then you see the guy's reaction, and this is the guy's call. Fly ball, caught. That's the whole, that's the whole <laughs> thing of the, of, the, of the at-bat, which is really hilarious if you listen to baseball, because usually they always try to make it as descriptive as possible, but to, 
It's really, really funny. I love those movies. Actually, that's number 10 in my tw- top 10 movies for guys, which we'll get to a little later on. Oh, okay. But uh, as Nunlet has been want to tell us, how you get in contact with the show, we neglected to tell you. So here's how you can get involved with the show. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. That's better than nothing, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> all right, so let's take them up on that after the show. Yeah. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can also join the uh, video chat on vtwproductions.com. Uh, whatever, whoever's having an emperor's court party, the jackass in the lower right hand corner has got like six people in this land, or I don't know if it's a dorm room or the basement or whatever, but you got to mute yourself, buddy. You had, uh, for the last 10 minutes, Helander and I, before we went on the air, so we actually ended up late, like, <laughs> we were why the hell out. are we here? Like, why the hell are we hearing Baron, who's downstairs? There's no possible way we should be able to hear anybody. These microphones are great, but they're not that good. I mean, if, if, if they were that great, you'd hear my heart beating right now. Right. So eventually we figured out, like, oh, wait a minute, it's because all these guys are here and they got the uh, sound on. Like, oh, crap, that's what it was. I mean, we're t- I got stuff, I'm putting stuff over the vents, I'm checking all the windows, I'm looking downstairs, I'm like, I'm looking at Baron, I'm like, are you saying anything? He's like, no, I'm watching TV. Well, turn on the TV. <laughs> Come back upstairs. Oh, uh, that was just a little, that was, now it, it's hysterical now, but we're like, right. what, what the heck is it picking up? It's starting to piss me off. I'm like, there's just no way. It's ghosts. Do I see WoW in one of the computers? Perhaps, maybe. Apparently, we're having issues with World of Warcraft uh, earlier this evening. Really? Is Looks it like going we, down or whatever? We have another artist here setting up. I've, I'm, I'm it's assuming not Shriggs, that's, it's somebody I'm, else. No, I'm assuming that's Lucas, because if you go on IRC, it says Lucas whatever is drawing. See right there? Okay. I assume that would be him. Uh, all right. I mean, I've been led astray before as to who's yeah. doing the drawing, so I will, can only assume that's the case. Now, I, we'll I think that just goes, take to up show, the challenge. goes to show how multi-talented our, our listener base truly is, that they can, can listen and draw at the same time. They can draw at the same time. Maybe some giant then, stick then this guy, figure. Then this Shriggs. guy in the lower left. That's is he like, Oh, it's Shriggs? What is he? Oh, he's going to draw too? Probably. He's so not going to let this stand. are we playing uh, Pictionary? <laughs> Pictionary or win, win, lose, or draw? Yeah. I used to like that show. I did nothing wrong with that show. You, yeah. you know how that show took place and why it looks like that? No. This true story. I don't know why I remember this, but it's true. Okay. The, the show is co- co-owned by some other group and Burt Reynolds. That setup is Burt Reynolds' living room. That's the actual living room in his house? That They did the show. They, they came up with the show idea and did it in Burt Reynolds' living room. So when they went to build the set and to actually do the show, they just recreated Burt Reynolds' living room. They should bring that show back. That's actually kind of funny. I, I could, I, that's the reason why I remember it, because it was funny when I heard it. But yes, that's the reason why it looks like that. Interesting. Well, this has been a week of, um, of uh, old school memories, Highlander. Actually, as I was on Death's Door last weekend, uh-huh. um, I didn't want to play anything that required uh, any kind of thought or skill. Really, that would reflect bad upon my record, so I didn't play StarCraft okay. last weekend. Um, I was not uh, conscious so you played for Farmville, deal. then? No, I didn't. Well, no, no, no thought or skill required in that one. <laughs> but I, I actually went looking on Steam. And I happened to come across an old favorite of ours. Um, as most everybody listening is aware, uh, Clan Imperial Guard, our clan, celebrated its 14th birthday this past August 15th. Go Guard. About a month ago. And having done that, I actually dug up some of our old screenshots from Quake 1 back in the day. Um, wow, actually, Quake 1. Yeah, it's actually my desktop. Our very first game is on there. Yes. I, I wasn't on that. Uh, I, I, was, was, I, I don't, don't think, think you I was were there. The, I, was I there or was I not on the – was I not chosen? Uh, I don't think we were there because okay. we we had the bare minimum to play that game that night. Oh, okay. So, okay. Because the two guys are actually watching the game were on, were our online people and they were HPB so they couldn't play. Gotcha. 
Um, in fact, I think almost all of us were at the store. So, no, you know, I, I wonder: are, are there still any HPBs left? I, I don't think people I, use. I don't think hardly anyone uses modems anymore. I, for I mean, those, I'm, who I'm, don't sure, know. I'm sure there's got to be some, but there can't be that many. For those who don't know, and I'm sure there's a lot of you out there, this is kind of an old leet speak type of terminology. Uh, back in the day, pings actually mattered. Yeah, pre pre leet speak. I think right. it was before leet. We called it quake speak at the time. Yeah, and, we did. Uh, um, in fact, I remember. Uh, Vader from Clan Flag was making a dissertation in college about a language created simply based on the internet, specifically from Quake. Interesting. Funny that he mentioned it at the time. Wow. But as far as it goes, um, an LPB and an HTB were, the, were two different. There was two different categories of players. Those who had broadband, ISDN cable or T1, mm-hmm. were LPBs, low ping bastards, meaning you had a, a ping of 100 yeah. or less. And then obviously if you were playing over, say, like a 56K modem or something like that, you were an HPB, a high right. ping bastard. Right. I mean, in a 56K, I remember it was like US Robotics was like the modem to get back then. I think that's the one that I had. I, most, I started off with a 33.6. I can say most people were 33.6 or was it 24.4, 24.8? That, like that was like the lowest. It was like right. 1,200, 24, the bowed. 1,200, 2,400, 4,800, and then it went to 24.4, 33.6, 56K, and then there was like an X2, which I don't know how much bowed that was, but it was, I know it was faster than the 56k modem, and then 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 after that, you started going into the the broadband. Sorry, it wasn't really called broadband back then. The they had an uh, an ISDN line, which, a, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, by today's Pirate standards, cables. would be kind of kind of half and half. It was definitely faster than a modem, but certainly not as fast as like a T1 line or what you think of as as broadband or or cable modem today. But pretty succinctly, there you go. Yeah, anyway, so. Um, I happened to have come across, I went on Steam, and I found Quake for 10 bucks. Now, I've got Quake laying around here somewhere in CD form, but I didn't uh-huh. feel like trying to look for it. Yeah, I don't know. where. I'm sure mine's around Dusty somewhere. I don't know where it is, though. So I bought it for 10 bucks. It was you easy. You bought it for 10 bucks? Yeah, I did. And uh, actually, I was just showing you prior to going on the air. Yeah, I was just trying to be funny. I couldn't believe how fast everything it's was. It's like playing crack. Well, the, it really the, is. The game came out in 96. So, right. you know, you probably ran it on, you ran a Windows 95. Right. So it, does it run on an emulator, or, or did the people nope. who... They modified the code so that it would work on Vista or XP or I'm guessing or the anything? code was modified. If you actually load the game up through Steam itself, you can only play single player. Now, it does have a multiplayer option. It uh-huh. gives you three. Quake World, uh, GL Quake, which I absolutely hated and still right. hate, and then a, a hybrid of the two. Okay. But in reality, what you have to do is you have to download a third-party program oh, that allows okay. you to search for the servers, of which there's only about a dozen or two still out there. Uh, if you go to QuakeOne.com, that's QuakeOne.com, it has a bunch of places on there, and it'll show you that um, you know there's a bunch of there's some CTF server clan rum CTF server is still up. Those bastards! Wow. In fact, in fact, let's bring that up. It's a blast from the past. See, legal tender didn't believe me when Where I told we him here? we're going to clanrum.org. Oh, really? Clan-rum.org. Back in the day. Uh, yeah, really, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, this is these are one of our uh, people that we play, one of the clans we played that yeah. we did not particularly like. They formed in '97. Oh, yeah. too, too bad they're they're young whippersnappers, right? Compared <laughs> to us now, and their matches. Their this is their original uh, website. The matches are still here, oh, including yeah, the one we played again. Look at these people we played: Gunslingers. Remember them? I remember them. Uh, Knights Quake, the Red Dragons, Quake, yeah. Unforgiven Gunmen. We played. We beat I, them. I remember the Frag Attack. Yeah. Clan Deviant. We used to oh, beat the hell crazy. out of them. I remember all these people. Let's see the Blood Brothers. Okay, so uh, let's, let's there we go. Let's get to the good point. Imperial Guard. We played them on May the twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight. 
They had Hulk, Pepsi, Tupac, and You're Fat. Anyways, there's a write-up here. You want me to read it? Uh, yeah, well, real quick before we get going. Okay. Um, this was a scheduled match. This was actually for uh, – this stemmed from a tournament. Uh, there was a disagreement between a couple of their players, a couple of our players, and what it came down to was I issued them a challenge and said, let's have a match. And they said, cool. We went around to like four different servers. Three of them, our pings were about dead even. They kept insisting we switch servers until we found one that was uh, ideally in their favor. Okay. They didn't come out and say that. That's really what they what they wanted. Did I play in this one? I believe you did. Okay. Actually. Isn't that horrible that I don't remember and you do? Uh, well, well it was this, this is my memory. Yeah. But yes, I believe the lineup was actually, it was myself, it was uh, you, um, it was Ghost and Carnadine. I was going to say probably Shields, Ghost yeah. would be there, yeah. And I believe it was the Pumpkin King. Okay. And I remember because the Pumpkin King was semi-drunk and, of course, only inflamed the situation. But as it goes, we, we've eventually told them we're tired of changing servers. We've had three in a row now that are fine ping-wise. So we found a fourth one. We said, we're playing this match. Come hell or high water. Either that or you forfeit. They said, fine. We'll play. The pings are okay. So we start. And go ahead and read the comments. From okay. This is, this, is, this is their comments of right. what happened. Okay. Comments. This match was a fiasco. When we got to the Harvard server, IG's pings, well, it was IG back then. We'll call, I'll right. say 1G. 1G's pings were 2550 and ours were 9120. Their pings looked like they were playing on the same network as the server. With visions of rampage. Rapage. Well, rapage. Oh, okay, sorry. Rivage of rapage dancing through my head. I told him that there was too big a discrepancy between our pings, and I wanted to just make this a scrim instead of a match. They agreed, but weren't very cordial about it. I don't think we were ever very cordial about it. Well, I mean, now, now keep in mind here, now, you're right, but at this point, we've already switched servers three times. This is a bold-faced lie, because I don't know that there was a server anywhere in the Cleveland area, not to mention... Of the four players playing, only three—I mean, three of us—were you know in the same location. Yeah, we were. But Pumpkin King was in Michigan, yes. so uh, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I'm encouraged about it. We moved to Arrows, which is another—that's another a very famous server, right? Uh, where the gap between pings was a little closer together and started playing. Then, as I was sitting in observer, I misinterpreted something Emperor said as being a slur against us, and just called the whole thing, everything off, and told our guys to go back to our private server. Truthfully, we should have tried to find a server where the pings were more even and gone ahead with the match. And I jumped the gun in Observer, misinterpreting what Emperor had said. We just weren't ourselves around this period of time, and I was already experiencing problems from 1G. Expecting problems. <laughs> Expecting problems, okay. At, this, at the time, their webpage was nothing but flames against virtually everyone they True. had ever played. True. Yeah, yeah. It was so extreme that it was almost a joke. Needless to say, we were the stars of their flaming for a while after this game. This wasn't a match, and nobody won it, but like BB before them, I think they posted it as a win for themselves on the page. So being a big believer in tit-for-tat, I posted it as a win on ours. All right, now here's the rest of the story. Uh, and th- I have mentioned this before. Back in the day, um, Pumpkin King decided, in one of his drunken states, decided to actually make a list of everybody we hated with the uh, term, you are a butt F and deserve to die. Right. Now, this listed players, clans, servers, types of people, people who use certain kind of weapons, the whole nine yards. It was, it was quite the list, if I remember correctly. And it was very popular. We had people, you know, jonesing to actually be on the list, campaigning to be on the list. But these assholes, in specific, we actually played one match, and we beat them by a hundred and some frags. Not a great deal, but enough that it was, you know, we made a point. Right. What he's referring to, and I, if I remember correctly, is the fact that I said we played a full game, nobody had a problem. Why were we complaining for the first three servers? Now, they assumed, or Crash specifically, who's always been a pain in the ass, even uh-huh. today he's been a pain in the ass, 
had a problem with it and threw a fit and told their guys to go back to the private server. As soon as he did that, that's when the Pumpkin King got off and running. You guys are a bunch of pussies. You're a bunch of Dodgers. <laughs> you talk all this trash in IRC. We finally play. Uh, you lose the first game. Now you're using every excuse in the book, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, because we had the screenshot at the time, and I believe I've got, I've got the original website saved before we took it down. Uh-huh. Um, somewhere I've got the screenshot of the score, but we, had, we declared ourselves a win because they left the server. We played one game. It was supposed to be a best of three. We won it convincingly yes now when they talk about bb before that's blood brothers which was another elite clan oh i I remember blood brothers yes and they trashed them pretty good but for whatever reason of course clan rum quit halfway through the first game of the second game after losing one through with a hissy fit and they left so i mean this is something they've done before now when they referred to emperor causing problems and 1g being an issue that's true we didn't like anybody because most people on the internet as you may or may not know are assholes being that, we just treat everybody like that. I mean, if you were nice and mannered and played well and didn't cheat, then you didn't have a problem with us. But unfortunately, most people didn't do that. I think it was it was more important for us to be a bigger asshole than the rest of the assholes. By order, God, yes, in order Because if you're going to stand out, you might as well go whole hog and go all the way. <laughs> if you're going to be a dick, be the biggest one you can be. That's right. All right, little Rex, we'll, uh, I'll pass it on to Highlander. He's seen it, so we'll, yes. we'll hook you up with that later. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it came down to. Yeah, there's a clan-rum.org. Thank you, and unleft. But, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, wow, unfortunately, there was no thanks, thanks, thanks for that trip down uh, Amnesia Lane right there. <laughs> Jeez. Now i got to cough again. So I played a little bit of that, and then I also installed uh, Unreal Tournament 2004 from yesterday. Oh, that's, that's, that's such a fun game. That is a really great game, and I had a lot of fun. I've been playing that on and off the last couple of days. It's, high, it's hard to find... Uh, a Quake one game stateside. Almost all the servers, for whatever reason, are in Europe. And as you just said, yeah, it's very fast. It's yeah, it's. I, I watched him play it, and literally, it looked like everyone was on crack. And you have to be beyond like twitch finger strategy to try and even do anything in that game because everyone's running around like crazy people yeah. on meth. And you got to <laughs> you got to grab your gun and you just got to start shooting and circle strafing. But then it's not going to matter because you're going to die in about five seconds. Right. It's like spawn, shoot, die. Spawn, shoot, die. And I had like and, five and Everyone's kills. doing that. Yeah. Yes. Now, the, the, the Europeans were doing a little better because it's their server, so they do have like a, a one-second advantage. Yeah, they're like a 40 ping. I'm 170. I'm yeah. approaching that HPB thing. Which, which was funny because you were, you were at 170 ping, but you were still running like you were on like a, like a T3 backbone, in right. my opinion. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like, too. So absolutely. But it's it's just it's cool that some of these games that and I wish if there was a way to turn to tone down the speed a little bit. Um, yeah, there's, there's got to be some way. Quake to slow One it up. itself was a fast game to begin with. True. Yeah, back in the day it was. There's got to be some way, some like way to filter it. But I mean, you'd have to start messing with the code, and I, I don't know how. I don't to know code, the first so. thing. Yeah, not, yeah. Even if I had the time and the patience, which I don't, it's it wouldn't. What are we going to do for the? You know, the, the 1,000 people who probably still play that game. You're if that, do, I yeah. mean, that's it's probably about it. And unfortunately, the drawback is that. Uh, ironically enough, Clan Rum is actually the only one with a with a working CTF server. Capture the flag three wave. Interesting. Uh, let's take a look. Actually, hey, there's an update on Quake One dot com. Let's think about an engine beta. Plays all super gigantic maps via the Fitz Quake point eight five protocol. And then I'll show you a list of servers over here. Who's got? I mean, look, there's three servers playing. One's got one guy. One has three. One has four. Well, the one guy is probably the guy running the server. More than likely, yeah. it's probably just a bot. Yeah. And then there's Quake One CTF. And there's Clan Rum, and that's uh, three wave. Of course, no one's ever on it. Of course not. Which is a shame because is, that's is, really is, what we is play. Clan Rum still around? Do they play other games like they like are we on did? our server on World of Warcraft? Are they really? Yes, 
Actually, we uh, ran to them a couple times. They wow. are same as us Horde side. But I try to remember what they actually go under a different name now. Um, actually, when I kicked out all the wild players, the 120 some wild players from uh, Clan Imperial Guard a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Since then, I believe they've merged with remnants of Clan Rum. Oh, okay. So uh, Clan Rum, in a, as a name, I don't think it exists on the server anymore. So, so the crap and the crap yes. got together to form some yes. sort of uh, less than crap. Well, actually, it's even bigger crap because they really haven't accomplished much since you know haven't been gone. Yeah, of course. But they're still there, and I give them credit because most people that leave usually don't last. So they're not accomplishing anything, but they're still there. Anyway, so you know, it's just showing a whole bunch of different things. Oh, there's Hexen. I remember playing that. Hexen, good lord. Yeah, that's an old game. Hexen was okay. I, I thought Quake was better. I remember being turned into a chicken because I tried using Quake the Quake in Venice. Codes. How about that? What the hell is that? Saturn? <laughs> Vinavidi Fuji? This is a single-player release by Mad, Mad Fox. Try to remember what the hell the name of the person was that made Three Wave. He was like a freaking genius when I, it came to math. I design. don't remember. For the life of me, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember anyways. Uh, why, why are we going to... Uh... Going to ESPN, oh, I just want to check out some of the scores of the people, uh, you know, teams that are playing. This did we win, the, or are we playing? Uh, 43-7. 40, that's, that's why I thought, I thought we were going to kill Michigan them. was losing to Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts came back. Look at that. It was 42-21 last I saw. It ended up being 42-37. Not bad for a school that's Division Two. Pretty close. Pathetic. They had better not go any higher than their current ranking, because that's an embarrassment, frankly. I see no upsets on the board, which is different yeah. compared to last week when we had oh, a well. bunch. I lost my uh, fantasy football game by one point. One point. One uh, stupid lousy point. I've 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 been per your request. I've I've been using the tweet to try and tweet what's going on. So right. I've been tweeting my some of my fantasy stuff. Uh, I had Philip Rivers as my quarterback, and it started raining, and he really sucked the first half. And I, I had given up. Second half, he came back and started throwing the ball to everyone like crazy. He ended up with almost three hundred yards passing, and. I also had Dwayne Bowe, the Kansas City receiver on my team. He only gave me one point, the jackass. But anyway, Phillip Rivers, he, he gets – it's the fourth quarter right at the very end of the game. And San Diego needs a touchdown to tie the game. And he marches him down the field, and there's about maybe 13 seconds left, and it's first and goal. Throws the ball four times in the end zone, fails every single time. I lose by one point because he couldn't get in the end zone. I was so pissed. I couldn't believe it. That's why I don't play fantasy football. Oh, it it's gay. You don't do anything. You do something once a week, maybe, maybe. See, for me, that's perfect. <clears throat> I don't have to agonize over it every. Now, our our, our fantasy baseball. I haven't paid attention. I'm, I gave I, I up because be... I was so far behind. I had, yeah. like, I, I'm such riddled with injuries. At I'm, point. I'm 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 firmly in third place. I'm never going to catch up to the first two. Right. The people below me are way underneath me. So, yeah, Yahoo.com is is an. Uh, now, how are you doing your fantasy football? Is it online or is it in person? It's it's on ESPN. It's online. Oh, so it's ESPN dot com. Yeah. Okay. You could look it up if you wanted to. Tim. Actually, I think the gentleman, the upper, Lucas up there in the upper right hand corner, is actually painting. I don't think he's drawing. He's painting. Yeah. The name of our league is uh, Kobayashi's Revenge. Kobayashi's Revenge. Kobayashi, the uh, hot dog eater. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it just in homage to him, or is I, you he know, I don't it, know or? the. It's it's a semi keeper league, so I took over someone else's team. Okay. And when I showed up, the name of the league was Kobayashi's Revenge. So that's the way. It is was. it a pay to play league? No, it's uh, what well, uh, for us it is. Uh, we all kicked in twenty bucks. Okay, so you don't have the, money the to buy yourself a machine, but you got twenty bucks to blow it on fantasy football. I haven't given him the twenty bucks yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving it to him to see. I, I see how well I do. Twenty bucks yet? Gotcha. But I'll, I'll be giving him the twenty bucks. But yeah, and then at the uh, at the end of the year, uh, anyone you drafted after the sixth round, you're eligible to keep in exchange for certain. Uh, Certain picks in next year's draft. Oh, I see. So you can at least keep a core of a team moving. You can into keep next a core. Year. Yeah. For example, I kept Philip Rivers and Brett Favre. 
You kept Brett Favre? I kept really? Brett Favre because uh, the name of my team is the Favre Dollar Footlongs. <laughs> and I wanted Brett Favre. That's the reason to keep a guy who's broken down and who may or may not play next season. Well, so. he's, he's my backup. So yeah. He's not playing next year. And if he is, he's going to be a fine. shell of a human. That's fine by me. I'm not going to use him anyway. Philip Rivers is the, is the starter. So we're going to do this one first? Well, I, I'm, actually, we can go to any one of the topics up here no, on the board of first. random. But, uh, uh, this one is well. This one is actually the actual we're challenge We're switching over itself. to topic, actual topics of the show tonight instead of just the rambling you know, insanity that is the show. Yeah. So uh, here, here in America, President Obama has just released this National STEM Video Game Challenge. Now, STEM is an acronym that stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. The idea is trying to get kids interested in those particular topics because although some of us are into stuff like that, the majority of America really is not into math and science. Math sucks. It is in the realm of nerddom, and there's really not much you can do about that. But President Obama and the White House and the government are giving it a go, trying to make science and math cool by coming up with a video game challenge. Now, there's two different levels of this video game challenge. The first is by basically legendary. like fifth grade. No, they're by fifth graders. <laughs> Even though where I was going, you with legendary. God-like. Uh, by fifth grade. Hey, we've got to move it down a little bit. Move so it up. Start move reading it up. This. Move up. Uh, let's see. Too much? Uh, yeah, I've got to move back up. I've got to read what it is here. Hang on. Uh, go the, silent the for me. Go si- year- hang on. Hang on. Go silent. All right, we're still, we were picking up uh, stuff from other people again, so oh, okay. I've right. muted everything. So. All right, so let me go ahead and try and read Back to it. here. Okay. okay. Uh, it's sponsored by a ton of companies, by uh, the International Game Developers Association, by AMD, um, makers of the processors. Microsoft is a, a sponsor of this. Uh, so the first year of the National STEM Video Game Challenge features two complimentary competitions, a youth prize and a developer prize. The developer prize challenges emerging and experienced game developers to design mobile games including games for the mobile web for young children, grades pre-K through 4, that teach key STEM concepts and foster an interest in STEM subject areas. The Youth Prize engages middle school students, grades 5 through 8, in STEM learning by challenging them to design original video games. Yeah, because the fifth grader really knows enough to design an original video game. Right. The Youth Prize Design Challenge will be open to middle school students from any U.S. school with a special emphasis on reaching students in under... In underserved urban and rural communities. Okay, I'm sorry. Hang on. Back up the truck here. Okay. So, undeserved urban rural communities means... Un- un- underserved. Underserved, right. Yes. Meaning, meaning they're poor not getting- trash who doesn't have enough money for a console, let alone a computer, and probably isn't playing video games to begin with. Got it. Moving on. Yeah, that's why it's, that's why it's mobile. It's, it's the mobile web. Right. Yeah, so they can, you know, park it's, it in the, the ghetto lab. for one day. Exactly. Wait till it's put up on a block. Uh, this website presents, it provides an overview of the developer's prize. Uh, let's see. The developers will compete for a pool of $100,000 in seed money for the refinement, research, marketing, and distribution of the game. Uh, let's see. Additional advice will be offered from experts who are skilled in video game and mobile R&D. Uh, publicity. Uh, the winners will be invited to participate in the next Cooney Center Leadership Forum. I don't know what that is. And have access to the center's multidisciplinary network of experts in digital media and learning. I, I got to tell you, just reading that right now from the developer's point, I, I, I wouldn't do it. I, I couldn't give a damn. This could cost you $100,000 in seed money. Son, it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more to develop a game. And I'm telling you right now, 
educational games other than Oregon Trail don't usually turn a profit. There's a reason why they don't exist, because nobody likes them. Well, I, I'm guessing for something like this, it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be altruistic. It's not meant to okay. make a lot of money. And again, if that was true, then you, altruism it doesn't pay the bills. I, look, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know what? Go ahead and continue before I destroy this thing. Go ahead okay. and continue. Uh, let's see. Eligibility. Uh, you have to be a U.S. citizen age 18 or over. Teams to be comprised of up to four applicants. Well, that's one up on Obama. Oh! Uh, what does that have to do with... Because he's not a U.S. citizen? Of course he is. The, the joke? Yes. Uh, go, go ahead. Please go tell me that's a joke. You don't actually think that he's not a U.S. citizen. Please tell me I don't have to lump you in with... I think it doesn't matter anymore because he's the president and that's not going to change. Well, if they find out he's not, then they could impeach him. Uh, again, he- I'm sure that's, that, that ship has sailed. If he really was a U.S. citizen, if there was proof enough out there, I'm sure they would have turned it up. Right. Look, I know we're getting off on a tangent, but the fact that Hawaii has blocked a lot of the stuff looking into it and there's a lot of suspicious crap around it, I'm not, conv- I'm not 100% convinced that he is. At the same time, I'm not about to you know, storm the White House and get out of here, you Kenyan, because, again, I think it's a moot point. Okay. Regardless of what he is or isn't, people liked him enough to make him president. Therefore, he is. Continue. Okay. So the timeline, uh, October 12th, open for submissions. Uh, the submissions are closed January 5th. The finalists were announced mid-February. Uh, the learning goals. The science goals for entry should be focused around at least one of these three themes. Unifying concepts and processes in science, such as systems thinking, evolution, evidence, and measurement. Wait, wait, wait. wait. E- evolution? Yes. Now, we're, not, we're just talking about evolution in the abstract, not ap- evolution, capital E. We all came from monkeys, right? No, I'm, I'm assuming they mean evolution. Okay, then we got a problem. Continue. Oh, we don't want to go there, do we? Because it's going to end badly. Uh, science is inquiry, such as nature, the nature of science, skills necessary for inquiry. Uh, and science in personal and social perspectives, like personal health, characteristics and populations, types of resources and environments. Okay, here's my, here's my bitch. All right. If the government is actually putting out money to make a game based on evolution, I have an issue with it. Um, if you're going to make a game based on science and math, then it should be in the abstract, science and math, like the scientific theory, the scientific method, rather, or things of a non-secular slash religious nature. There's no reason to be bringing this up because it's going to be a push-button topic. It's going to cause a controversy. Well, they probably won't do it then. Like I said, they have. It's right there. Science is inquiry. So right that's now, one evolution. I, I'm thinking might be you know the evolution of a thought process, the evolution of an idea or of a theory. That's why I think without the capital E, maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe I don't know. I'm just guessing on just basing on what it looks like. Right, right but now. for the sake of argument, make a much more entertaining show. Um, if this really is evolution of capital E, there's. I fully expect a lot of people to throw a real hissy fit, and I think they will. They should. The government has no business trying to fund anything like that, video game or otherwise. I mean, that's a discussion the government should not be engaging in. It's none of their damn business. Why would that be? Because people should be able to believe in whatever they like. Not to mention evolution is a theory, not a, not a fact. No, it's, it's, it's true. No, it's a theory. You can believe it is, but it's a theory. It's a scientific theory, but the problem uh, is there, your, Thank you. Uh, do you realize what a scientific theory is? Yes, it's faith in that you're uh, correct no. based on whatever Thanks you for playing, but you're absolutely wrong. Mm, you're you confusing a scientific theory with a theory theory. A scientific <laughs> okay. All right, there's a difference. I'm sorry. There, there is. In fact, Go I, ahead, I put Professor. It a scientific theory bunches, <laughs> bunches facts together. Would you like to know other theory, like the germ theory yeah, of disease? Yes, so the, so are, are germs a theory then? Is that what you're saying? Like germs the, can be observed and proven. Yes, the germ theory of disease. There's a different, what science uses as the word theory and what normal people use as the word theory, two totally different things. 
Okay, you go ahead and go into lecture me. I'm going to take a look at this. I am at, not going to uh, go lecture chest. you because it doesn't matter because you're not going to believe me anyway. You're going to believe you're me. Right. You're right. I tell you what, you know what? There's Somebody actually had it out, had a very nice, elegant way of putting it. Um, I'm going to see if I can't hunt that down and send it to you. And actually, I believe something similar was actually done as a um, sermon, actually, to a church I went to by Mr. Quimm's father. Very, very good sermon about this very topic. I'll, I'll see if I can't get a copy of that and send right. it to you. All right. I'd be glad to read it and listen I'm to it. I'm sure you would. Now, continuing uh, to what we're. Okay, I thought Striggs was going to show us something, but he isn't. Uh, that that's pretty. It looks like there's FA, there's you know FAQs, but uh, I don't think we need to really. I'm seven years old, but full time university. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this is just basic generic questions. But all right, so we're throwing a hundred thousand dollars in seed money to whatever whoever wins these contests, plus money to the actual grand prize and collegiate prize, what have right, you. Right. Hundreds of thousands of dollars being developed for games, a mobile game that'll be in somebody's neighborhood for a day, where somebody can go and play. I would hesitate to believe that somebody's going to be inspired enough, having played five minutes of a game one day, on one day, to want to go into science or in math. I think more would be done. I think they'd be better served taking this money instead of making a video game for it and actually pushing, putting it into a some kind of you know program that has to do with schools or giving it to a school, maybe some scholarships, something along those lines. It'll actually show some kind of actual concrete, something real, as opposed to this. I. I guess I don't know. I I don't have a huge problem with it. I suppose I have nothing wrong with trying to inspire little kids to get into science and math, which are important topics. I think. Well, I'm not saying they're not. I mean, keeping in mind, uh, I am a teacher by training, a high school, not necessarily a little kid. But uh, my point being, with things the way they are, with the government pretty much broke, with everything you know, spinning us into oblivion. I'd rather them either not spend the money or spend it on something that we actually can see some actual results as opposed to a, a pie-in-the-sky dream, especially when you have the government, including the First Lady, complaining that people are playing too many video games as it is. I don't know if this is necessarily sending the, great, the best message. Now, in avoiding politics from a video game standpoint, again, I don't think educational games, and you said, said you know, it's more altruistic than anything else. Well, that's fine. You can be altruistic all you like, but if you don't create something that people have an interest in because the interest isn't there, then it doesn't matter. You're basically throwing good money after bad. I think we're just going to have to wait and see what becomes of this. It's, it's difficult to say that it's going to fail and that no one's going to play it or no one's going to do anything with it until we actually see what the results are. Now, if we see the results or the winner and it sucks, then we can go say, well, then that was a complete waste, waste of, time. of time. Why do money. we even bother? Yeah. Now, I guess mid-March 2011, so we've got about six months away before they're going to announce... Yeah, well, the, the finalists are announced mid-February, so they might be able to... I don't know. They might throw up the... It says, winners chosen and announced mid-March 2011. Yeah. So I but, guess that's when that's going to be. Yeah. So well, I guess we'll just have to wait till mid-March. I, I don't know. I, I just a long time to wait. We'll probably forget about it by then. I, somebody's going to have to remind us. That's going to be none left's job. I just remember as a kid when computers were first coming out, back in the day... It was Oregon Trail and nothing but. Like that's it. You die due to dysentery. I had of I. You never played any of the Where in the Blank is Carmen San Diego games? No, those came well after me. You're the same age as I am. I don't tell you. I, I, about. I played those in in elementary school. I'm thinking like third, fourth, fifth grade. It was yeah, that's that's when like I played them. Oregon Trail, and there was another one about making you know money, some kind of some kind of like. Not roller coaster tycoon, but business tycoon, something okay. like that. Like really generic. For I, kids. I used to play Where in the oh, World and Where in the USA is Carmen San Diego on an Apple II GS. And Man, I, yeah, this is one of like an Apple or an old IBM. I was a pimp though when it came to that hot dog stand game. I made so much money. 
I buried everybody else. I mean, he had to. There like, was a hot dog stand. Yeah, yet? it was like a game where you run a hot dog stand. You have to order like fries, hot dogs, and pop, and then you have oh, okay. to decide. Then you roll over the money to how much right. more you want to buy. You have to and... order more. You have to change the pricing. What do you want to do? That kind of thing. So yeah, I was pretty good at that. And I was like eight, nine. Turned me into the outrageous success that I am today. <laughs> let me tell you. Thank you for uh, uh, laughing. You. Jerk. No problem. Uh, I have no idea. What, I think that's something else. That, yeah, I don't think pop-up. it's actually a that's question. It's like a pop-up from the, from the site. This one I literally just came across like right before I, I came over here. I found it interesting. Oh, that, that thing popped up. What the hell is that? Exactly. I'm oh, you know, because you this. rolled yeah. over that yeah. thing. All righty. Uh, video game cutscenes on sale soon? Question mark. Uh, this is from, what is this from? Actiontrip.com. Uh, basically, the CEO of Activision Blizzard, Bobby... Kodak? Is that, was, is that how you pronounce his name? Yes, I think a CD or DVD just fell. Did it really? Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, CEO Bobby Kodak, uh, he was at a, at a communications and entertainment conference, and he floated this idea that, now they're not saying they're going to necessarily do it. They're doing but, it. But he floated it, I think, just as like a trial balloon to see if, if it'll fly or not. They're doing it. What, what he talked about doing is breaking up and cutting out all the cutscenes from games. And he gives an example of StarCraft II. Right. Taking out all the cutscenes from StarCraft II, splicing them together in a sort of, you know, pseudo-movie, whatever you want to call it, and then turning around and charging between 20 to 30 bucks to buy the DVD. So in essence, they'd be taking out all the game cutscenes, making a movie out of it, and then charging you what it would cost to buy a, a DVD or like a higher end DVD for the for the the privilege of watching the game movie. Think of it as Final Fantasy Advent Children. Is essentially what they're that's talking about. Except to, they're only taking the scenes from it. the game. They're not stringing them together. They're not making a movie from scratch. Yeah. Here, here's here's, here's the ahead. quote. The CEO seems to think that a lot of people would buy it. So Bobby Kotick wants to take cinematics out of games and package them as premium movie content for roughly half the price of the retail edition of the game, which is where they get to 20 to 30 from. Right. Quote, if we, want, if we were going to take that hour or hour and a half and take it out of the game and we were to go to our audiences who we have their credit, and card, we have their credit card information and we have a direct relationship and say to them, would you like to have the StarCraft movie? Uh, my guess is unlike film studios that are really stuck with a model that goes through theatrical <laughs> distribution and takes a significant <laughs> amount of time of the pro- and profits away, if we were to go to an audience and say, hey, we have this great hour and a half of linear video that we'd like to make available to you at a 20 or $30 price point, you'd have the biggest opening weekend of any film ever. Kiss my Irish ass. For one, it's going to be very disjointed and very disconnected. It's not going to make a whole lot of sense. The entire point of having those cutscenes is because the mission that you're playing previous to that strings it together with the previous cutscene. Okay, now I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I, I agree with you on this, but I'll play devil's okay, advocate okay. and say that if they decide to string everything together, let's assume that they throw in an extra 10 minutes okay. of scenes that will essentially stitch together all the cutscenes so it's one continuous narrative. Right. So if they do that, would you still wouldn't, uh, you still wouldn't go for buying something like what that. What the hell would be the point of buying the game? If I'm going to spend 60 bucks on a game that no longer has any kind of cutscenes... And I had to spend twenty or thirty dollars to buy the video to find out what the entire storyline is. What's the point? Here's my here's where I'm coming from. If I buy sixty bucks and play the game all the way through without the cutscenes, I get the entire storyline and know what happens. Why would I then turn around and spend twenty or thirty dollars to see it in video form? Okay, now reverse that. 
if I only have an interest in the story, and a lot of people that bought StarCraft are only interested to see what the storyline continues, right? wouldn't it rather spend 20 or $30 to watch the hour and a half of video and skip the game altogether? That's, that's something that I would probably do. Because usually for me, like we had talked about way back when, about what we were interested in in right. video games, yes. story is always the most important thing to me. Right. So rather than, yeah, rather than spending the 60 bucks playing the game and having to drag it out over you know, 30 hours, 40 hours of gameplay, I could just sit down for 20 bucks, buy the DVD, and know the whole story ahead of time. You know what? I think this is indicative of a bigger problem that uh, we've been seeing from Blizzard more and more over the last 24 months. Since the Activision uh, merger, Bobby Kotick came around and all that, you've seen a big change in the way that Blizzard does business. Specifically, you're now seeing microtransactions where you never had them before, where you can pay real money for things like Mm -hmm. in-game. You can spend money now at the Blizzard store. It'll get you uh, other items in-game that you can buy, specifically like pets or, Mm -hmm. or mounts or things along those lines. You know, they're now selling their merchandise specifically for the game on their website, which, although they've done in the past, was never a very big focal point. Now it is. You see them breaking up their games, whereas, you know, StarCraft 1, Warcraft 2, 1, 2, and 3, um, Diablo 1 and 2, all of them were pretty much, you know, all encompassing games. Right. Even Warcraft 3, which released without the Orc campaign for the, uh, the Frozen Throne expansion, gave it to you free as a download. Now, all of a sudden, you see StarCraft Two being broken up into three chunks, one for each race, 60 bucks for one, and it looks like about 30 to 35 you know, for each individual expansion after that. Ah. And these aren't expansions. These are just you know, things that you used to get in the actual original game. I guess my point is you're starting to see Blizzard is now trying to rake in as much money from their player base as possible. And again, I, you know, economics has played a pretty big part of, our, of a lot of our discussions in the last year, as I'm sure it does in everybody's household. I think this is a monumentally bad idea. I think to a great degree that um, Blizzard's reputation has suffered quite a bit due to World, uh, World of Warcraft and now StarCraft II with their original core gamers. Now, it's hard to argue with the success they've had. People are still buying their games. However, at some point, that's going to come back and that, you know, that rooster's going or that chicken's going to roost or whatever that you know, thing goes to be George Bush. Fool me once. And I'll shoot you, or whatever else he says. You can't get fooled again. Right. Anyways, my <laughs> point being, that eventually, it's going to catch up to them. This does nothing for their reputation. And even reading the article, I mean, I get the impression that the uh, gentleman is not very impressed by this. No, he's, he's basically <clears throat> not here. If you scroll all the way up, I'll, I'll read the first paragraph. Lord help us and stop this man while you're at it. Yes. So that's, that basically tells you everything you need to know about this particular this particular person and what they think of uh, Bobby's idea. But, you know, and this has been the battle cry now of a lot of people when it comes to Blizzard over the last, like I said, two years. You look at this and you shake your head saying, what happened to the video game company that used to put its customers first and everything else second? You know, what happened to the video game company that actually took pride in their work? Now it's just a, a money whore. This, yeah, it, it, this it's does, EA. This, this does smell an awful lot like a cheap money grab, a way to, to put something right. out that they know that there's a a certain percentage of their player base that will pretty much buy whatever it is that they put out because it's from Blizzard or from Activision Blizzard or whatever you want to call it. Like the Star Wars mentality. Like the Star Wars mentality. Also like the Apple, Apple mentality. Apple mentality, yes. Thank yes, you, very good. And I, I am an Apple person. I will admit that for you know, a lot of people, and I know friends that, that do this, whenever Apple comes out with their latest thing, they have to have it because it's got the Apple, Apple logo, logo on the right. back of it. Absolutely. Contrary-wise, have you... Uh, <clears throat> 
in a, in a completely different spin on, on this money whore thing. Have you seen the commercials for the Lord of the Rings online game? Yes, it's now free. It's now free? Yes. I, now, I, I want to say that it's, it's nice to see that they're going the opposite way with this. I'm assuming that they're giving it away for free because no one's playing it. That's exactly why. But I, I downloaded it just for the hell of it. Right. Just to see. The, the part that's free is uh, it's the Shire. There's like 120 missions right there. And then if you want to start expanding into the rest of Middle Earth, Right. That's when you have to start paying up money. Okay, like so it's, it's basically it's but, like a, it's but, a ten day free trial, like World of Warcraft. Kind of, but no, you you can still you can play it like you can play all the there's like 120 missions in the Shire, right? And you can play those for free as long as you want. Yeah, but it's it it's it's nice to see the the dichotomy of a like a, a, a two week free trial is cool, but then most people will probably not play the game after that. Whereas with Lord of the Rings Online, you can still be playing it. You can at least be walking around and. Pretending to be a, a hobbit, I guess. Or I, I guess you could be other things. I don't know. I never really... I didn't go through the whole process of... I mean, I downloaded it. I looked at stuff. I didn't go through the whole process of actually playing the game to see how good it was. But I assumed it wasn't that good. But I was intrigued by the fact it was free. I wanted to see what that would help, that was all about. My interest in the MMOs is pretty much wand or waned. Or, yeah, I haven't played I, one in a while either. You know, Warcraft really soured you know the milk for me when it came to a game like that. And that's, that goes against Blizzard, too, is, you know, them releasing games that are not complete. StarCraft II being a prime example. Mm-hmm. You know, putting out these patches that are half-assed. Um, Cataclysm, we'll see how well that goes. But a lot of people didn't like Wrath of, of the Lich King, etc. It, it's, like I said, it's indicative of a bigger problem. And I think you're absolutely right. I think it is a cheap money grab. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. It's, it's but you can only go to that grab. well so often Because really, it it's, it's not going to cost them that much money to do. All they have to do is take the scenes that they already have, put them, it's going to be the cost of... Printing and manufacturing the DVDs, which is going to be pennies on the dollar. Right. Yeah. Now, that's an interesting question. Now, does that mean that they're going to take out all of the cutscenes out of the single player game, out of the game itself, so that they don't exist? No. My, or is it going? To, it's only that they're going to put it in a separate DVD, so I don't have to play it through the entire game. My, my guess, and it's only a guess because it doesn't say, it would be the, the game is not going to get changed. So, like if StarCraft, so like if this paradigm was true, like they released movie DVDs based on the game, StarCraft Two wouldn't have been changed at all. Right, but you would also be able to buy you all, in addition to you'd be able to buy the DVD, which has all the game movies that are already in StarCraft Two, but in one continuous scenario. Or, or 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 I can go to YouTube and watch them for free. Yeah, that'll probably happen too. Well, I mean, right now you can go up and watch cutscenes for free. I'm sure of it. Yeah, absolutely. There, in fact, there, there are people that put together <clears throat> actual movies. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah them as movies. And that's, you know, something Blizzard has been very good, good at is, much like the Japanese, they take somebody else's idea and they make it a little better. They don't have any original thought. I mean, you know, anybody who's played a Blizzard game for more than five minutes can realize that. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there isn't room in the internet for more than one. Oh, Barry must be having a kick fest in the IRC channel here. Oh, okay. I know some people going in and out, in and out, like, what the hell? It's like a revolving door here. <laughs> Uh, apparently, it's just one big hissy fit going on in IRC. I don't, I don't get it. Well, the IRC is serious business, as, uh, as we uh, all know. Yes, uh, apparently. So, do you want to take a break? It's I'm been about an hour. Of, uh, yeah, I need a breather. You seem um, kind of you seem kind of down. Uh, well, I mean, again, pneumonia. And yeah, it worked six days in a row. I'm pretty shot. Well, I tell you, when when we get back, why don't I do my uh, forbidden knowledge segment? That'll take up some time. There you go. Well. It, well, that's a, what we can do. Some, some we got to kill some time. We, we gotta, got two hours left. We got to do something These around here. These are listening to we us. Might as well try to be funny. Damn it! All right, folks. Uh, I guess we're gonna do that. So we'll do forbidden knowledge when we come back, and we'll see you back here in about uh, ten minutes.
enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. Oh, 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 oh,
sure you want to go through with this, sir? You do have a very full wardrobe, as it is. Yes, but not completely full. For you see, some men hunt for sport, others hunt for food. The only thing I'm hunting for is an outfit that looks good. Sweater. There's no better than authentic Irish setter. See this hat? It was my cat. My evening wear, vampire bat. These white slippers are albino, African endangered rhino, grizzly bear underwear. Turtles' necks, I've got my share. Beret of poodle on my noodle, it shall rest. Try my red robin suit. It comes one breast or two. See my vest, see my vest, see my vest. Like my loafers, former gophers It was that, a skin my chauffeurs But a greyhound for tuxedo would be best So let's prepare these dogs Yo, two for matching dogs See my vest, see my vest Oh, please, won't you see my vest I really like the vest I gathered, yeah
for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Listening to the Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. You are gay. <laughs> Speaking of gay, ladies and gentlemen, Highlander here is in the studio with me. How funny is that? Ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're back here on the Emperor's Court here on Versa World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am the Emperor, joined by Highlander. Always a pleasure. It's, I've always wondered, is there a reason why the saxophone is usually when it's some sort of risque, kind of crazy thing, that, the saxophone is always played? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's... Uh, hang on. My microphone is... Uh, hang on a minute, folks. My microphone's starting to uh, fritz out here. Hang on. They call me Sonic. I think so. Right? Okay, okay. I don't know if it was staticking over the lines, but it was static in my headphones. That's mm, usually the okay. same thing. I didn't hear anything. It might have just been your, All right. your microphone. Okay, well, anyway, so it looks to be like they're fixed. So. Okay. You were telling me an interesting thing about that G.I. Joe movie, the uh, soundtrack, which we were just Yeah, um, being the person that used to run the conventions and everything like that, still do to a certain extent, I would always talk with the guests. And a lot of guests that go to anime conventions are artists, and artists tend to hang out with other artists and they talk about stuff. And one particular artist told me the story about the G.I. Joe movie, which is what, if you're listening to the, uh, the music in between, we were playing the main theme from G.I. Joe the movie, the, the old cartoon movie, not the recent one, the recent live action, the old cartoon movie. And the old cartoon movie almost didn't happen because apparently the person who was in charge of the movie decided to blow the whole budget on the opening scene. Now, the opening scene of G.I. Joe, the cartoon movie, is Cobra trying to take over New York City. And it culminates in this giant battle near the Statue of Liberty, where, and I don't remember the reason why, but there are all these balloons and all these things blowing up all over the place. So there's this hand-drawn scene where there's all this stuff happening at the same time. And... And drawn, remember, that takes a long time to do because you have to draw every single one of those little teeny things 
and you have to it's 24 you know 24 frames per second which means you have to do 24 drawings for every one second of movie footage so you start adding all that up that's a lot of man hours to try and get that one scene done and that's just the opening scene of the movie so basically the guy blew almost the entire movie budget on the opening scene of the movie and they almost didn't have enough money to finish it now they had they did end up finishing it by recycling some stuff some scenes from the television show and whatnot yeah, yeah see, see, the animation the looks, see look at all that look yeah. at all that stuff they have to draw that's fantastic animation too it I mean, is, if you think but for the time think, period think of how long it took to draw all that stuff it took yeah. forever so you have to pay all your they'll see all the guys paratrooping down and everything look at all that yeah if you look on youtube.com just look up gi joe the movie intro yeah. It's a badass uh, intro, too. Yeah, but look at all that. Did you realize how long it takes? To, you have to do 24 of those drawings for every one second of movie footage. Okay. So start doing the math, and then you realize, holy crap, they took forever in doing the intro. And then the rest of the movie is just like, we get the rest crap of the movie, the TV show. They, obviously, they drew other stuff, but they, they did steal some stuff from the, from the TV show to try and save some money and, and get it out there. I wonder what the budget was for this thing, anyways. I don't know. I was a big G.I. Joe fan when I was a kid back in the day. That and Transformers. I mean, that was your oh Transformers. That was, was your afternoon lineup right there. In fact, let's let's take a look and see if it, if it actually has a Wikipedia. I mean, look at all this stuff moving in the background. There's like five thousand things flying in the air. It's crazy. G.I. Joe cartoon movie. I'm sure there's a real name to it. Um, right now, uh, maybe maybe a real meal. The, the 1985 series, and then they could probably there's probably like a the movie, movie somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Rise, films, number there four. There we go. Uh, okay. G.I. Joe the movie. There we go. Direct to video. <laughs> Was that it? No, that doesn't look like yeah, it. Yeah, this is, is it. Is it? Okay. Uh, let me just make... Uh, yeah, Cobra, yeah, yeah, they go to Cobra Law and they find the... Right. Sergeant Slaughter. Just say what the... Uh, usually it has over here on the right when you do Wikipedia. Um, it'll tell you what the budget was and what it brought in, but I don't see it. Well, it's because it. it was a direct to video release. Right, but even so, it'll tell you how much the budget was and how much it made in sales. Uh, let me see... Rhino Entertainment first released the film on DVD in July t- uh, June 20th of 2000. Show Factory released a remastered version on DVD and Blu-ray on June 27, 2010. All right, so it just Oh, came hey, out. You, you were talking about Transformers? Go yes. back up there. I read something. About, uh, remember when Duke gets shot? Yes. Unless he's going to die? Yes. Optimus Prime's death sparked some backlash among fans for killing off such a popular character and from parents having the children in tears after the scene. <laughs> Hasbro backtracked on allowing Duke's death and had new dialogue inserted stating Duke was only in a coma and then he was able to come out of it off screen at the end of the film. I think I remember that too. They mentioned like, so did Duke come out of the coma? Yeah, he's, he's doing fine. So basically because right. they killed Optimus Prime, Duke from G.I. Joe lived. Duke reappears as a prominent character in active duty in the DC series in two episodes, The Mind Mangler and Chunnel. In fact, in the Japanese language, Laserdisc released the film. The issue of Duke's death was actually left unedited. Ah, so he did die. He died in Japan apparently. Well, we don't think about... The Japanese don't give a damn about the, you know, Americans. I do like Sergeant Slaughter actually being in here. That was Isn't that, yeah, that's just like life imitating crap. <laughs> <laughs> the Joes uh, will always protect BET. God help us if BET went under. Yes, I know no, that's, that's not, not the, I know that, the, but it's, it's funny. It's the blow up atomic device thing. I, I, right, but it's much funnier if you think it's black entertainment. Black television. entertainment, yeah. Now, it does not say what the budget was in this thing. No, that's it doesn't kinda, say. Let's see. Due to the poor box office performance of the Transformers film, which was garbage, and the My Little Pony, the movie, G.I. Joe, the movie was instead released direct to video, yeah. Well, yeah. unfortunately, I don't want to go look through this entire thing to see no. if I can find the sales numbers. Maybe none left can pull them up, but uh, it was better than the live action. 
Uh, yeah, the live action was it, it is exactly what I expected it to be. I I went into there with no high expectations. Figured it was going to be a popcorn feedback fest where you just it wasn't eat crap even and things blow up and the acting is horrible and and the chicks are all hot and the, I got exactly what I expected. That was like the Expendables. I, 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 look, if there's a Wayne Brothers in it, the movie's ruined. <laughs> it's just ruined. There's one good Wayne's brother, and that's it. And even him, I can only take in small doses. Which one? The oldest one. The oldest one, Keenan yeah, Ivory. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Dane Williams. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dane Williams is like the only one I can stand, and that's only in small doses. Did the you rest like? Is uh, like sh- did you like my, my Living Color? Or yeah, in, I did. In, in, in Living, living color. color. Yeah, I liked it. That was funny. Color. That's some of the stuff they thought was pretty funny. Yeah. I'd say for a while it was better than um, uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, during that point, yeah, because I think all the all the really fun, like Phil Hartman and Mike Myers and Dana Carvey and all those people were starting to leave. Yeah, once they left, I mean, the, the it, it took a while for it to get popular. Again. Right. I mean, like now, it's terrible. It's been terrible for a while. I don't think anyone even watches it anymore. You thought it was terrible? Oh, I, I think Andy Sandberg is hilarious. <sighs> the guy who makes all the songs? Really? Yeah. That's one guy. Uh, it, that's supposed to be an entire staff in an hour-long program of a week. It's just... I, I thought... I or Michael needs really to be funny. shot. He needs to retire. It's time to get some new blood in there. It's bad. All right, let's let's do forbidden knowledge. Okay, forbidden knowledge. All right, now you you, you didn't have the thing made, did you? <sighs> we you recorded the forbidden knowledge uh, soundbite. Unfortunately, I did not mix it with the music because I was you know on death's door. My do apologies you... for not drag myself out of bed after getting home from work to mix your damn sound effect. Well, you managed to drag yourself to work. You couldn't take thirty seconds to put two things together on a computer. Yes, because it takes much longer to make a thirty second thing. Oh, okay. Kind of like twenty four drawings okay. for one second. <laughs> yeah, very similar in design, Jackie. As you feel do you have the, the the sound? Can we just play I, the raw sound? Yeah, we I'm could, I suppose. Me, I, I just can... thought of that right now. If you just have the raw sound, wow, you thought of something. Imagine that. How about that? Huh? Did you get a headache? No, no, no. It. My brain uh, is too big to be. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know where you put it. I believe I put it in here. I just, New Era Emperor's Court. Uh, da, 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 da. No, that's not it. There. Pre-production of things is where I put it. Oh, uh, Okay. What did you call it? And that's a good question. I don't remember what I called it. I don't even see it in here. What the hell? All right, we'll talk for a minute. And talk about stuff while I go ahead and look for it. All right. I, I'm bound to find it. That's not Highlander. <coughs> so anyway, uh, I chose this time to do a, a particularly interesting one. Uh, it was. It's a little. I, I should say it's a little controversial because I think if you follow through with a uh, follow through with my instructions, you uh, could be receiving a call from the FBI or CIA or insert your country's secret police here. You still haven't found it? No, because I, I don't want to. I don't want to release. Well, anyway, what I decided to do this time around, I decided to tell everyone how to build an atomic bomb because, of course, it's very important knowledge because you never know when. Because when the zombies rise up. You're going to need that atomic bomb to ward them off. Because okay, we now all know just... fire is the only thing that can really kill a zombie. Unless you uh, put uh, two in the ten spot. That's the only other thing I can think all of. All right, now, oh, there it is, forbidden knowledge. Oh, okay, there I'm, it is. I'm having the wrong thing for some reason. All right, so let's go ahead and do the raw one there. And now, the Highlander proudly presents to you his forbidden knowledge. With his forbidden knowledge, there's nothing you can't learn, even if you should. Ground or something like that. We yeah, haven't figured idea. it out yet. Right. All right, so we well, got part of the thing too is it's not going to get cut off. Um, one of the things when you're actually playing it as a sound effect, mm-hmm. it plays the whole thing until it stops. Right. When you play it in the decks, like deck A, deck B up here, it actually plays like a oh, song. Oh, because it kind of merges, right? Right. Yeah. It, it fades into the next song, so you lose the last like half second. Right. All right, so you got to bring it up because it's on the computer. Just go ahead and <sighs> click that right there. Sorry, I'm you know no, that's cool. It's under. Uh, yep, there it is. Right. Nope, it's the yep. other one. There we go. Okay. All right, here we go. Step by step. 
Write this down. This is important stuff. How to Christ, build? There's a lot of stuff here. I, it's, it's holy cow. It's building an atomic bomb. This is this isn't easy. You right. There's like no cliff notes for this thing. <laughs> this is the cliff notes. Let me tell you. <laughs> Try learning nuclear physics in a weekend. Number one, first obtain about 25 pounds or roughly 10 kilograms of plutonium-239 at your local supplier. Plutonium is a radioactive silvery white metallic element formed by the decay of neptunium and is similar in chemical con- construction to uranium, saturnium, jupiterium, and marsium. Not to be confused with unobtainium or full of shittium. If Only chemists are going to get that. If Go your ahead. local convenience store is out, I suggest that you contact one of the former Soviet republics <laughs> and bribe a nuclear engineer. Why well, not everybody else does. Now, please remember that plutonium, especially pure refined plutonium, is somewhat dangerous. The shavings and dust have a nasty habit of igniting spontaneously and are practically impossible to extinguish with materials found around the house. Wash your hands with soap and warm water after handling the material and don't allow your children or pets to play in it or eat it. Any leftover plutonium dust is an excellent use as an insect repellent. You may wish to keep the substance in a lead box if you can find one in your local junkyard, but an old coffee can will do nicely. Step two, fashion together a metal enclosure to house the device. Most common varieties of sheet metal can be bent to disguise this enclosure, as, for example, a briefcase, plate armor, or a Buick. Do not use tin foil or gum wrappers. Step three, arrange the plutonium into two hemispherical shapes, like balls, separated by about four centimeters. Use rubber cement to hold the plutonium dust together. Step four, now get about 100 pounds, or 44 kilograms, of trinitoluene, also known as TNT. Geiglinite is much better as is pliable, it's a pliable thing, but it's messier to work with. Now, your helpful hardware store or your local bomb depot store will be more than happy to provide you with this item. Now, step five, pack the explosives around the hemisphere arrangement constructed in step four. If you can't find Geiglinite, feel free to use TNT, but you're going to want to pack it in with some Play-Doh or any modeling clay. Colored clay is acceptable, but since we're going to be blowing up a major city here, there's really no need to get fancy at this point. Step six, wrap the entire structure very tightly with duct tape. Use at least two whole rolls. This is going to be used as your neutron reflector and your inertial containment. Step seven, insert the assembly from step six into the enclosure that you made in step two. Now, you want to use a strong glue such as crazy glue. There's also gorilla glue. That works really good as well to bind the hemisphere arrangement against the enclosure to prevent any accidental detonation, which might result from vibrations or just plain common stupidity. Now, step eight, to fabricate a detonator for the device, you want to obtain a radio-controlled servo mechanism. Jesus Christ, this is actually a real bomb. Found in, uh, yeah, found in like RC model airplanes or cars. Now, with a modicum of effort, you'll be able to create a remote plunger that can be made that will strike a detonator cap to effect a small explosion. Now, you can find the detonator caps in the electrical supply section of your local supermarket. I recommend the Blastmatic brand because they're no no deposit, no return. Now, step nine. Now, hide the complicated device from the neighbors, children, and small woodland creatures of the forest. The garage is not recommended because of high humidity and also the extreme range of temperatures experienced in there. Nuclear materials corrode easily, and devices have been known to spontaneously detonate in these unstable conditions. The hall closet or under the sofa will be perfectly suitable. Oversimplified, obviously, the device basically works when the detonated TNT or geiglinite compresses the plutonium into a critical mass, like a smaller hemisphere sphere. The critical mass then produces a nuclear chain reaction. The reaction happens really, really fast, which prompts the... It produces, well, a really, really big explosion. If you've constructed the device correctly, 
everything and everyone within one mile of the exploding device will be instantly vaporized with the ring of general destruction at around a seven-mile radius. Now, this, of course, doesn't take into effect the considerations of the after-effects of nuclear fallout. Step 10, congratulations. You are now the proud owner of a working nuclear device. It is a great icebreaker at parties. It's nice to cozy around with on a cold night. And in a pinch, it can be used for national defense. You know what? This is a lot more um, uh, descriptive and real than I thought. And I wonder if you could actually make a bomb using these very, you know, basic outlines. Uh, I don't it's know. It's kind of scary that this is actually out there for somebody to read. I, I, I did take that from a lot of different uh, sites. I don't, like I said, I don't know if it actually would work or not. If I had to take a guess, I'd say probably well, not. Maybe if you could teach us how to make a pipe bomb, that'd be a little more practical. Because, you know, we can all do that. A pipe bomb's easy enough. You just stick the, expl- if you, you already have the TNT, you just stick it in a pipe and pretty much that's your pipe bomb. Hmm. What about a pipe bomb nuclear weapon? Ah! ah. Uh, see, now that would have some practical use. That is pretty practical. Now let's take a look here uh, on the video chat. I'm looking at people dancing or something at this land party. There'll be like four or five of these people. I don't know what the hell they're going on. Shrake's just kind of looking at the thing, and then we got Lucas up here who's still painting. Maybe a girl walked in. They, they don't know what it, to do with her. Possibly. So what the hell are we painting there, Lucas? You going to give us a, uh, a uh, uh, little preview here of what it is? Or I can see something you know dark along the right side and... I don't know what the hell the rest of it is. And go over here. He's going to type something in. Yeah, he's going to type something in. Blah, 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 blah. No. Oh, oh, deny. Wow, you little jackass. All right. Everybody make fun of Lucas down IRC. He's ugly. Take a screenshot of this guy. I want you to Photoshop something like like a mustache on this guy's face. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody call the cops. Thumbs up to you too, buddy. <laughs> Just tell me stole something. They'll, they'll believe it. They're, they're the cops. <laughs> Just sprinkle some crack on him. <laughs> frame, frame him up good. And that, I think that qualifies and covers our racist uh, comment of the that, day. That's about good, yeah. Because we wouldn't, you know, we would want to do a show without at least A day one. without racism is like a day without sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done a country, have we? Uh, modern nuclear reactor uses future... To t- uses uranium-235. This is true. However, we constructed an atomic bomb, and atomic bombs are much better with plutonium-238. I've, I've, no, it's, you it's tell actually, them, boy. It's actually plutonium-239 because of the uh, half-life. I was going to say the Half-life that. is 22,000 years, so it's much longer. Are you talking at your ass, or do you actually know this for sure? Uh, it's honest to God. Pl- plutonium-239, half-life, 22,000 years. Uh, apparently, Lucas has now given us his email for hate mail. It's R-A-S-O-N-U-X-A-M-E-G-U-R-I-N-E at AOL.com. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, it's too long. I'm not going to prank you just because it's too long to type in. Plus, Maybe uh, if I can like, plus, uh, highlight it. Plutonium is what they actually used. In the bomb? In the bomb, yeah. They actually manufactured. They actually had to synthesize and create plutonium. Which so what, they so used the uranium to synthesize to make the plutonium? Yes, pretty, in, in essence, yeah. Pretty I much. see. It's, so that's what the Iranians are doing. It's long and complicated, but yes, pretty much that's what it is. The Iranians got bombs. Oh, damn, I did it again. Hang on, we've got to mute this son of a bitch all over again. Mute, mute, mute. Because so we've got the uh, video chat up here on vtwproductions.com, and sometimes the audio comes over it. All right, moving on. We, uh, we've got the Nintendo character Mario turns 25 this week. That's really all. I mean, I could read the article, but that's really the article. Twenty It's really 25 years? It's, it's been 25 years? since, uh, I'm assuming they're going by the original Donkey Kong. Oh, no, they're going by the original Super Mario Bros. I played the original Super Mario for the Atari. Back in the day. Uh, the Atari computer, actually. Super Mario Brothers wasn't on 
Yes, Atari? it was. Yes, they yes, they had a port for the Atari computer. Absolutely. We're thinking of Mario Brothers, not Super yeah. Mario Brothers. Oh, I'm sorry. Super Mario, Mario Brothers, Brothers is the, the one with the the things keep coming out of the pipe and right. you have to jump up. Yeah, I mean the, the they're the turtles, the Goombas. Yeah, or I'm yeah. sorry, the uh, Koopa Troopas. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers is what were they actually under Nintendo? That's, that's the yes. Nintendo. Okay, but Mario Brothers was on Atari. Right. They actually wasn't it. Was it Atari owned? Was the Mario Brothers Atari owned? The, no, the it was just Nintendo a port. bought it. It was just a port because the the Famicom hadn't even come out in Japan mm. yet. But Mario Brothers was already out, so Nintendo made the Mario Brothers game and then licensed it to, you know, I see. Okay. Atari and Intellivision. <clears throat> I think it was just Atari at that time. The original Super Mario Brothers game sold 40.2 million copies worldwide, of which most of them are still out there and usable, I would think. Wow, look at... I, I, did, I don't know if this is true or not. It says, for over 20 years, Super Mario Brothers remained the best-selling video game of all time until <laughs> it was outsold by Wii Sports in 2009? Mm. Is that true? That can't be true. I don't think there's 40 million Wiis out there, are there? I don't think so. Because you got a copy of Super Mario Bros. Every time you bought it in Nintendo Entertainment System, it came with it. Yes. Now, Wii Sports comes with the Wii console for everyone that they buy, right. I think. Right. I guess it's possible if they sold more Wiis than they did original Nintendos, I suppose that's, you know... I mean, gaming is more prolific now than it was back then when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. But Mario games have sold over 210 million copies all over the world. Arguably, he's probably he's got to be the best known, uh, him and all the rest, and the best known video game mascots. I, I think at this point, especially with the demise of Sega, uh, yeah, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Sony, Sony doesn't have a mascot anymore. They had Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot, but it never really took off. No. Yeah. I thought some of them were kind of funny. Remember the, the, the commercials, commercials were good. The guy yeah. in the suit? Yes. That's, I got a kick out of that, yeah. But I, I think with... Um, yeah, because probably the, the number two would be Link, and that's Nintendo as well. Well, I think Sonic the Hedgehog still is. You, you, th- you think is Sonic still is Sega's more, guy? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's still Sega's guy, but do you think he's he's more popular than Link? I, I guess when you I say, don't really know if, one if, way or the okay, other. If I went and came to you and said, "All right, I want you to tell me the mascots of the three major consoles or four major consoles or of a console," I would right. you would say Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, uh, Super Mario Brothers, Sonic the Hedgehog, Crash Bandicoot, and for for the Xbox, I, I guess maybe Master Chief. I, I mean, uh, I, I know they don't have one. Yeah, if I, think, I if yeah. I if you put a gun in my head and force me to pick one for the Xbox, I, I think it would be Master Chief. I think that's probably yeah, because Halo pretty much defined the Xbox. It's kept yeah. that that franchise afloat. If it was not for the Halo series, nobody would give a damn about the Xbox. I guarantee. Funny that Legal Tender actually took an entire week's vacation off this week because Halo Reach uh, came out on Tuesday. He did? Yes. He has so much time left. He never takes vacations. He doesn't really, uh, you know. Did he do that Montana thing like he did last time? Or am I thinking of someone else? The Montana thing? Remember he, he went up to Montana for a week and played games with his family or his uncle or something? Uh, Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Let me think of somebody else. You told me that a guy took a week off and went up to Montana to some cabin Instead of like going camping, or whatever they played Halo all week. Yeah, it wasn't him. I, I oh, okay. I, I think I may know who that was. All right. Uh, oh, here we go. Thank you, none left. Wii has sold seventy point nine million copies as of March thirty first, twenty ten. So they probably sold a little more since then. But wow, right. I, I guess if if you count, see, I, I I think that's a little unfair to count the game that bundled with the system right as you buying the game. Look, Wii Sports is kind of nice, but it's not. You know, Super Mario 2. It's, it's just meant to teach you how to use the remote. 70.9 million Wii's. Wow. That's a lot. But, you know, Mario 2, Mario 3, Super Mario World. After Super Mario World, I stopped caring. 
Because after that, the, the, you know, the Mario games just got, you know, all 3D and, you know, like Mario 64 and all that. I just didn't care. I never played Mario 64. Yeah, um, you don't miss anything. The last one I played was Super Mario Sunshine. That was a tough game. I played Super Mario World, or the Super Mario game that just came out for the Wii. I've been playing that kind of on and off. Uh-huh. Like, and that's like the old school. And that was That's good. That's fine. But um, anyways, yeah, Legal Tender actually had all his vacation time, so we decided to take an entire week. He took like uh, three or four days off for the Reach beta. And then he took an entire week off. He actually got off like Monday or something like that, went home, slept, and then went and got the game for the midnight release and stayed up all night playing with his buddies. Wow. Yeah. Friggin' A. <laughs> wow. All right. Here's the uh, breakdown for the three major, the three current generation consoles. 70.9 million Wiis, 41.7 million Xboxes, and 38.1 PlayStation 3s. Wow. I find that surprising considering the PlayStation 3 is much more versatile than the other two. It is. Well, you know, that, that price point really uh, yeah, killed people. Yeah, you're right. People. You're right. It was like uh, what's the um, like six seven hundred bucks on the drop. It was like seven hundred bucks. Uh, what what was the, I'm trying to remember? I think it was the 2006 uh, E3 conference. That's that was that was like the death knell. Like if you ever watched that conference, they make so fun of that. It's, like, it's got Ridge Racer. Is that yeah, the one? Yeah, yeah like yeah. Ridge Racer. And that's actually remember when you were asking why the one show was called Giant and Giant Enemy Crab? Crab. Yes, that's what that's from. Because oh, okay. this, this guy uh, demoed a game which had a giant enemy crab in it, yeah. and it was just it's. Just go on YouTube and watch it. It's ridiculous. I don't care enough to. But and then, I'll, I'll and then you do, it. and then there's also a point where you, you hit them in the hit the crab in the weak spot, that kind of thing. It's ridiculous. I own a 360. I don't own a Wii. I don't think I'll ever own a Wii. You know, Manly Stuff brings up an interesting comment before I go back to ripping on legal tender so I can make fun of him on Monday when I go back to work. He says, "None left. Considering Emp isn't fact checking you, you could feed him any fake info you wanted." All right, I'm going to clue you in here on a little bit of the business, Manly Stuff. See, I don't have time to be typing in and running around to try and fact check or find facts. That's why we have a show contributor and we have somebody who's our rep. That's none left. We trust him to check on this stuff because if he started feeding us blatantly bad information, eventually it would get back to us. If that would be the case, he'd no longer be employed. Now, you have to understand, too, my job here is to talk and entertain, not to type away where you can hear me going all the damn time on my keyboard. Okay, that's not my job. That's his job. It's a team effort here. So, no, I'm not going to fact-check him. When I say something like, none left, maybe you can finance the sales numbers for the Wii, I expect him to give me the real numbers. If you, however, are able to find something that he's not giving us accurately or something that's wrong, no doubt you're more than welcome to put it in IRC or email me at emperor1g at cox.net. If it is true that none left is giving us bad information, he will be flogged and then fired. And we can find another Australian. Look, there's a ton of you Australians out there. Most of you don't have jobs anyway, so you're more than, you know, we can always find a replacement. Uh, but he does a pretty good job, and that's why. Plus, you, you can see, by the way, he, he copied, clearly, clearly copied He always and gives the from, links, right. He from, gives the sources. From, from Wikipedia. You can see the update 29, update 30. Those are obviously the links. Right. It's not like he's Wikipedia just pulling them out of thin air and making them up. He always gives the, the you know, source. So I just thought I'd go ahead and... As, and as, long, as, we're on the, as long as we're on the Nunleft thing, okay. I, I wanted to ask, why is Nunleft now Captain Nunleft? I don't know why I'm being called Admiral either. He's like, Admiral Emperor. I don't know where the all the naval jargon started, or Admiral Barry. I don't, I don't really get that. I don't... Yeah, I don't really understand that. Uh, you would need to be an Admiral since you're the Emperor. Yes. That kind of outranks just by the fact that you're the Emperor. It's kind of... Well, he works for me, right? Yeah. Funny. Um, I actually came across this. I'm not even sure how the hell... Oh, I remember how it happened. Um... It's Talk Like a Pirate Day? No, it's Talk Like a Pirate Day on Sunday. Yeah, it's well, well, the okay, 19th. Well, okay, okay well, that's if, right. For him, it is. If you're yes. an Australian, it's Talk Like a Pirate Okay, then that's fine. Okay, that's, that's the acceptable. 19th. Today's the 8th. Okay, all yes. right. International Talk Like a Pirate Day. That's actually from the, uh, uh, what, what's that religion? 
the made-up fake religion, the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of the Flying Spaghetti Monster? No, I... like a pirate day on Sunday. Yeah, yes, yeah, well, I, I, yeah. Not right, just said it, that. Yes, I, for you it's Sunday, but for the rest of the world, it's for the real world, Saturday. it's not until tomorrow. Yes, right. So, okay. Pastafarian is yeah. That's another way to talk. Pastafarian. Yeah, yeah right. it's it was basically. Um, I, we're not going to get into it because it's going to be political and religious at the same time. Okay, but it's supposed to be like a parody of religion. I, I gathered. So, um, if if you go, actually, if, if someone wants to bring up the picture, of, I think I've of, seen of, it. of the flying spaghetti monster. It's it's the picture. It's the one from the Sistine Chapel where Adam is touching God. Right. Only instead of God there, it's a big noodly thing with two meatballs, and that's the flying spaghetti monster. I, I see. Yes, like ceiling cat, but not kind of like ceiling cat. But anyway, it's. That's from that. It's one one of the one of the holidays in the flying spaghetti monster religion is international talk like a pirate day, right? Which I I knew was coming up in the nineteenth. Oh, so that's yeah, that's, so that's probably that's it right why. there. Yeah, you wanna you wanna not click on that and take a look at it? All right, sure. yeah, okay. Not so we'll you've probably seen it before. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Yeah, I've seen this. Okay. Touched by his noodly appendage. <laughs> Something blasphemous in that, both on the fact that it's art and <laughs> the fact that it's making fun of God. It, right. In either case, uh, yeah, that's why I figured I'd just leave it at that. But. Um, <laughs> I was going somewhere with this. and Oh, um, I, there was an email that went out at work recently that uh, was basically instructing us to make sure when we are emailing within the departments or what have you, we have uh-huh. to you know, do it very professionally, Mr. and Ms., and you know, using big terminology and big words. and You can't use hey, bro. Sincerely regards and things like that nature. So, of course, all my you know, email for the rest of the day was, you know. <laughs> it's all the verbose stuff? My name, my position, like Defender of the Faith, Lord of the Commonwealth. <laughs> By, by the grace of God, order of the shamrock. In the year of our Lord. Ardry of County Donegal. And it just kept on, I just, and every time I sent a new email out to somebody else, it was a different bunch. Uh-huh. And I looked up uh, Queen Elizabeth because I couldn't remember all the different titles she's oh, got. Oh, she's got, yeah. I mean, she's she's <laughs> queen of like 22 different countries. Yeah, so it's like, you know, and we'll just use my online name, Emperor, and then my position is like, you know, tech of this department, you know, order of the shamrock, uh, uh, like. Uh, def- Lord it High is, Chancellor. It is like Defender of the Faith. Lord of the Commonwealth, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, Her Majesty the Queen, and then I went on to see that she's a admiral in the Nebraska Navy. In the what? Exactly. So I went and looked this up. Now, for those who don't know, the state of Nebraska in the United States is a triple landlocked state. It's in the middle of the country. It's got no, you know, outlet to any kind of major body of water. No, not really. So back in the '30s, apparently somebody thought it was kind of funny to create a admiral of the Nebraskan Navy, the Great uh, Navy of Nebraska. Okay. So it, apparently, it's a purely um, ceremonial title, and no. it's mainly given out to people <laughs> who do like good works and altruistic things like that. Oh, okay. And apparently, um, you can only really get it if you're from Nebraska or if you've done something for Nebraska. And for some reason, which I didn't look into, uh, Queen Elizabeth, uh, one of her titles that's bestowed upon her is the honor of being an admiral of the Great Navy of Nebraska. Now, she doesn't really use that, does she? That, I would imagine. Her long get, title have you seen her titles? It, I got Honestly, no, I've Jesus not. Christ. All right. I need you to do, go ahead and talk for a minute while I go blow my nose because I'm starting to get sick again. So All you right. go ahead and talk. Okay. I'll be right back. What was I going to bring up here? Let me, let me go bring this up. I got to read this article, whole thing here about, about Super Mario. Nintendo character Mario turns 25. Let's see. The original Super Mario Brothers game has sold 40.2 million copies worldwide, even inspiring a 1993 movie and a television series in 1989. I got to be honest. I don't know why anyone would want to bring up the 1989 series or the 1993 movie. I got to be frank. I don't know which one is worse. 
Certainly in 1989, you had the wonderfully talented and super-de-duper Captain Lou Albano of WWF fame as, as Mario. And that was pretty bad, i got to be honest. You remember that crazy, stupid dance he used to do? Now, if you never saw the show, at the end of the show, they'd have like some special guest star come on all the time. I think they had like Debbie Gibson on one time and Ernie Hudson and all these like C-list celebrities that they were desperately trying to hold on to their careers for whatever. And this, this was their only outlet to try and boost up their, their career. But at, at the anyway, they had this little dance that they used to do called the Mario and basically, it was this. It was Captain Lou Albano, who's this big fat guy, like taking one step forward and doing another one, and kind of doing like the truffle shuffle from the Goonies. It's ridiculous. We're, we're talking about the uh, Super Mario Brothers show. Remember that? I remember that when they did the stupid dance. They come down. Yes, yeah, like, the, the stupid steps. dance. Exactly. Yes. We're talking about doing the stupid dance. It was because like Cap- it was Captain Lou. Ca- Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, after he was like retired from wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And then the, they also talked about how I was reading the article how it spawned a 1989 series. And then a 1993 movie, and I was trying to decide while you were gone which was worse, the 89 series or the 93 movie. I kind of like the cartoon series or the, with the, like, the real live action in the beginning and then they do the cartoon. Yes. I thought that was kind of cool as a kid. It was okay. In fact, I, I thought Captain Lil Albano was horrible in that. But the 1993 I, I mean, who else movie, would you have to play him? I, mean, I don't he, know. He looked I, like it. I probably wouldn't have done that. I just would have gone with the, with the series, with the cartoon yeah, series. All right. And that would have been fine. But the 1993 movie has got to go down as one of the worst movies The worst movies. movies. Not just the worst the video game port movies, but one of the worst movies it's, of all time. If, if you love bad movies, I encourage you to seek it out. You watch Bob Hoskins as Mario Mario. Because if you're going to find an Italian plumber from New York, you want to go with an actor from England. And then you want exactly. John, John Leguizamo as Luigi. Because, of course, he looks exactly like Luigi. And Actually, then who was who was the princess? I can I can I can see her in my mind. She had those like weird Asian eyes, but she wasn't like Asian. I can't remember what her name was though. Actually, I I I think I've got something up here that might actually be kind of funny. Let's see. Oh, okay. So this is what I think it is. Yeah, this is it. Okay. All right, hang on. We'll stop that. We're gonna play that in the break. That's, okay. That's right up your alley. Trust me when I tell you, it's perfect. It, it it'll it'll tie all this conversation together. Fantastic. I, there have not been, you know, it was funny, I was talking to Mr. Quinn about this uh, last week, because she was saying that uh, the Resident Evil movie actually looked very interesting to her. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it seriously, babe. go ahead. Okay, moving on. Um, and we got to talk, and I said, you know, there have not been a whole lot of good video games that have been turned into movies. You could probably very, count them on very, one hand. Very little. The only successful ones, like really successful ones, I could think of. Resident are, Evil has been successful. It's been not. It's been somewhat successful. It spawned like four sequels. Well, pff, things can spawn sequels that suck. You know, not for major theatrical release. I would say the two that were probably the most successful would be Tomb Raider. Yes. And the most recent <coughs> one, that uh, Prince of Persia movie. I uh, did that do well. It the budget was one hundred and fifty million. Yes. It made. Three hundred and forty. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah. double its money. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, oh, it definitely made money. Yeah, definitely made money. Silent Hill was cool. I heard people like Silent Hill. Silent, it's okay. I wasn't like I didn't walk away from it like blown away. But for I mean I, I love horror movies so usually with horror movies you want to keep your expectations low 
because normally horror movies don't have very big budgets to begin with. Right. The actors are people just getting into the industry, so you usually get the like Jennifer Aniston and the Leprechaun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh what a what a wonderful movie. Yeah. There's uh, if you remember the part where she's looking for the four leaf clover. Yes. And she falls down, and her hand just happens to, to be fine on, on it. Yes. Out of all the yeah, it's it's wonderfully ridiculous. Samantha Mathis. Samantha Mathis. Yes, that is really it. That's Samantha Mathis played, played Princess Daisy of uh, Sex and the City fame. That's the Samantha? Oh, no, I'm, no, that's, that's, that's the character. In, the character's name. It's gotcha. character, okay. yeah, yeah. No, no. Gotcha. She hasn't done a whole heck of a lot. But, Hell if I know. Uh, yeah, that Super Mario Brothers, nothing to do with the game whatsoever. None. Apart from the names, that's it. They used the, the fact names. they were wearing red and green. At the end at the end yeah. of the movie, they were wearing red and green. I did like them in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, though. Yeah, that was really good. That won a lot of Academy Awards, too. A lot of technical awards. I had a friend who hated it, though. He couldn't really. He couldn't watch it because, for some reason, the fact that there were real life people interacting with cartoons, it didn't like. He gave him a headache. I've never heard of anyone <laughs> seriously, I've, I've, and not like a, not like a, oh, this movie's stupid, but like a literal headache. I've never understood why, and he didn't know why either. But it just something in his brain said error, and it just <laughs> it just didn't it, 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 it didn't compute. compute. It didn't compute. <laughs> All right. Don't forget, everything will be flipped around on the webcam. All right, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, what was this? Other, there was a there's a new a new horror film that just came out. Um, there, a couple people at work were talking Devil. about Devil. No, my sister just saw Devil. She said uh, it was great. The reason I remember is because uh, we're talking about video game movies. Oh, Centipede, something or another, Centipede. Um, da, 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 I can't uh, unless it's based on the game. I, no, I don't think it's it is. a horror flick. So it's a Dutch film. Oh, but, I know what you're talking. about. People were making fun of it at work, and then I know uh, Tosh Point was making fun of it. That's a I, that's a hilarious show. Tosh Point is it's fun. awesome, and he was making he did like a like, that's the one where they I, I I don't remember the is it Human Centipede or something like that where they yeah that's stuck it. Yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. together and I don't know the specifics. Oh, okay, oh, okay. I well, know then, it's a horror film. Please film. please don't throw up on me. But the then don't tell me if it's that. I'm not going to tell. I don't want to know. Then okay, I don't. It's it's pretty disgusting. They were ripping it apart at uh, at work, and everybody's just laughing about this thing. And like, it's like a two girls, the one cup. Like, you know yeah. what? I, it I, is like two girls, know. one cup. Yes. Okay, because I know what that is. Never having seen it. Okay. But, well, then you okay, probably okay. Basically, then I don't need to know what this is. Okay. Well, okay. I will bring it up. We, we need not discuss that because okay. I. But it's it's. What, I, I don't care. So so what so are we doing? It's, now? it's one of those, huh? All right. It's one of those. Apparently, they're ripping it apart because there's going to be a sequel to that one. So I, which I did not know. I didn't know it did well enough to warrant a sequel. I okay. Anyway, so yeah, Mario turned twenty five. Wow, it makes me feel old. How about that? I, although I thought it was older. All right, let's jump to one of these instead of using all of yours. All right. Uh, you said you know something about this. This is from technolog.msnbc.com. This is about Portal Two. Better be awesome, but no pressure. Do you want me to read the whole thing? Go ahead. Well, we can just kind of go ahead. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. see. Dear Valve, Portal 2. It's, it, this, this is like a blog kind of thing. It's not like a technical news article, so don't. By Winda uh, Benedetti. Be, Winda Benedetti. Win, Winda? Who, who names her child Winda? Who the hell names her Jedi Windu? I don't know. Well, George Lucas does. That's yeah, weird. exactly. Horrible casting, by the way. Why, why would you cast Sam? Sam Samuel L. Jackson, his whole career is based on blowing up and Blah, 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 blah. And then, then you cast him as a Jedi Knight. Who Say talks, what again? Who talks, who talks in a monotone the whole time? I mean, clear, clearly he was cast to bring in black audience. I, he was. Well, he begged for the for. I, I, he really lobbied to get that part. Of Did that. he really? Yes. So that's why he's in it. He apparently is a huge Star Wars fan. He lobbied George Lucas a lot to get in there because he's horribly miscast. You he don't is. cast. I Not mean, Samuel if, Jackson. No, you cast him as the guy on the dark side, so he can flip out and go crazy. Right. You don't cast him as the 
calm, zen-like Jedi guy. But that's why he had the purple lightsaber, so he could stand out in the middle of a fight, and that's why Which he... Which is smart, because yes. that's also good for marketing as well, because then you can sell that purple lightsaber to the morons who need to get anything sure. from Star Wars. Well, there's another thing, too. He refused to... I remember he told Lucas that, uh, I guess in the scene where he fights the Emperor, he says, I refuse to die like a sucker. So they had to rewrite how he died so that it oh, wasn't Oh, so he gets blown out of the window yes. and all the lightning I goes guess, everywhere? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a pretty cool way to die, I guess. Good way to go. All right, okay, we got way off track. Dear Valve Corporation, Portal 2 had better be awesome. I mean, it's the game I'm perhaps looking forward to in the whole wide world. Really? And I'll be terribly disappointed <laughs> if it doesn't blow my mind when it launches. You know, blow my mind like your first Portal game did? I'll be terribly disappointed, and so will probably the entire gaming universe. Which, as you might have noticed, is a lot of people. But hey, no pressure or anything. It's still a fringe game when you get right down to it. Um... It is a lot of pressure, says Valve project manager Eric Johnson, or so I overheard him tell one of the many, many, many Portal fans who lined up this past weekend at the Penny Arcade Expo, hoping to get a glimpse of the sequel to the game they, and just about everyone else, loved, loved, loved. And I can attest to that because I travel certain other game websites and people actually went to go cover it. And I saw the, they brought their cameras and I saw the line. People waited like six hours in line. For t- to play a 15-minute demo of Portal 2. Wow. I have never actually played Portal. you never played Portal? I've seen it played. Never played it myself. I will, I will give you my copy. I, I have I a copy of the Orange Box. Then I will play. Well, I've got... Uh... If you have the Orange Box, you have Portal. No, I've only got Team Fortress 2. Oh, okay. See, that's how I got Team Fortress 2. I bought the Orange Box. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Valve <laughs> was on hand at PAX with an enormous theater-style booth offering gamers a look at Portal 2's co-op mode in action. The demonstration was so popular that at one point, the line to get inside wrapped around the booth three times. Yeah, wow. like I said, it was huge. Long. When I had a chance to talk to Johnson later about what it's been like working on a sequel to a game both loved and lauded the world over, he confirmed that, yeah, there's a wee bit of stress there. Just a bit. Quote, people have an attachment to this game unlike any other game we've made, he said. First Portal launched in 2007 as a part of the collection of 5L games known as the Orange Box, which is what I just said. But it's what made Portal in particular so stunningly popular. For example, for example, the game is highly original. And it is pretty original. Portal is a first-person game which the player doesn't shoot a standard gun but says shoots a portal gun. And you guys already know how to do all that kind of shit. The game is smart. It's thought-provoking. And it's funny as hell. It is very funny. GLaDOS is one of the funniest characters in video games. Just the, the, the deadpan delivery of how she's going to kill you and give you cake, and it's, it's hilarious. Uh, and it's, it's so much about it is memorable. The puzzles, the writing, and, of course, GLaDOS, a delightfully malevolent artificial intelligence who guides slash pesters slash haunts you throughout the game, promising that if you manage to survive all the puzzles, there will be cake for you at the end. Uh, speaking of the end, who can forget the incredibly catchy closing song, Still Alive? Uh, neither can I, which is why we brought out Jonathan Colton to OhioCon, who wrote it right. and performed it. Uh, let's see. Now, John- see, that's one thing I do remember is the fact that the first Portal was a very short game. It was it's actually just very kind of in, short. It was in there as just like a uh, filler. Yeah, it's like a throwaway kind of thing. There's only, I think there's 17 or 18, there might be 18 levels to it. Okay. And if you, now, I bear bearing, of course, on how long it takes you to solve the puzzles, on average, you can beat it in about three hours. Wow. Okay. I would say. Because you'll, you'll breeze through the first couple puzzles. Kind of like Bouncer? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Although the portal's way better. I, I mean, remember when you got pissed when you bought oh that game. <laughs> 50 bucks for that stupid piece of. It, I mean, it was. I guess it was okay if you really liked it. It was kind of like a throwback to Double Dragon and all those kind of games. Would have been nice if it was longer, you know? It's ridiculous. Uh, for starters, it'll be a full blown game of its own rather than part of a collection. Okay, well, it means it's going to be. There's going to be a lot more puzzles, which is good. Uh, it's scheduled to arrive in stores February 9th for PC, Mac, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3. 
Johnson said the single-player Portal 2 will be twice as large as the original Portal, so it's probably going to take about, what, six hours to finish? Uh, also, it will come with a co-op mode, which will be twice as large as the original game. Yeah, oh, that's right. one of the new things. You're going to be able to play with someone else. That's what I'm so, thinking about seeing is a lot of co-op or everything. That's how you're going to have to solve some of the puzzles. And I know that also there's uh, a new feature to the portal thing. You can create four different portals instead of just the two. There's the, the blue and the orange, which you've probably seen. You yes. know, never, there's also going to be a red and I forget what the other color is. I think it's yellow. Could be wrong. Okay. So you can create four different portals and you can do different effects with that. Hmm. Uh, let's see... It is going to say basically it's talking about what Portal is going to have. It's got a co-op and it's going to be six hours long. Yeah, and there's new, you know, uh, and you're going to learn more about the uh, character you play, the the, the woman <laughs> named Shell, which is just kind of a afterthought. She's just yeah, she there. was just a throwaway. In fact, you don't. The only reason you ever would see her is if you set up an effect where you can like see yourself walking into a portal, that right. kind of thing, and then you can see what she looks like. Uh, supposedly, it's going to delve into her backstory, and supposedly the game takes place. Like 150 years after Portal 1. So I find that interesting. I, I'm curious to see how she's still alive, and no pun intended on that. I, I don't really know how they're going to set that up. All right. Sometimes stereotypes end up confirming themselves. Here is your stereotypical black man with a gun in hand. Done. Stereotype, stereotype confirmed. All we needed to know. Up. Uh, now, now we know how long the delay is on the video there chat. <laughs> Lucas holding up a Nerf gun for those who are interested. <laughs> Damn! Be catching Damn, me with a gun. You're scary. <laughs> Damn, we're coming to cops. They're coming get me. Come on, donut boy. <laughs> and of course, Shrigs has one. Where's mine? I've got, I've got that. Um, I've actually got the. Uh, the machine gun with the the, the tripod. You were, you were telling me yes, about the that last machine gun. That you yes, got, the giant. Yes. Huge. Did you have your uh, your great Nerf war? No, unfortunately, the dog's scared of the gun. It's, it's scared just to look at it. He just runs. So Are I you serious? I have that problem. You have a sense. pit bull. How is a pit bull scared of a Nerf gun? The pit bull scared her. The pit bull is a disgrace to his race. He is. Look at that thing. See, that's the cut. That's the other gun I got. That's the one look at that. got me. Yeah, you can kill aliens with that thing. I think that's the. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, the poor Pitbull is scared of everything. Niles is not a brave sort. He's scared of his own shadow, literally, or leaves that blow at night. Hence the name Niles. Right. He's not... If there's an aggressive opponent in his body, I've never seen it, which is kind of uh, disturbing, being that he's a Pitbull. He is pretty cute, though. Yes, we don't rely on him. Comes up by scratching my head, like, who's a big dummy? And then he licks his... Like Like a stupid moron. This coming from Ripton... R-I-P-T-E-N. If software versus the Supreme Court, are video games free speech? Yeah, this is coming off the... Uh, there's, there's a big brouhaha going on in America about should violent games be banned from sale from minors? Like, should they just be blanketly not allowed to buy or get or anything like that? Anyways, so. it's about a gamer petition that's currently going out. The petition states, we, the undersigned American video game consumers, purchase, rent, and play video games that uh, the way we do... Any other kind of entertainment content, such as movies and music, we respectfully request that you hold that video games are indeed free speech, protected under the First Amendment, like any other entertainment media. Yeah, now, you can't sign the petition anymore because I think yesterday was the last day to sign it. Uh, However, uh, id Software chose to sign it, and uh, today, uh, yesterday was the last day to file any friend of the court briefs, which basically was if, if anyone else had something to say regarding the case... 
You could send something to the Supreme Court to try and influence their decision. So id Software went ahead and how long? I'm trying to remember. If you go off 32 pages long. It's a 32-page document that id Software sent to the Supreme Court stating the reasons why games should receive the same free speech protection as do movies and art and everything like that. So what's the background behind this that they're – who's going after them and why? No legislature subject to the First Amendment could prohibit a minor from purchasing a copy of the Iliad. Well, this this is one of their reasoning that anyone can buy a copy of of the Iliad. Right. And they're like, for example, they give a a quote. Where's the – if go a little down. There it is. Okay, this is – this is the quote that they put in, in their brief, that if that, you know, a little kid, a five-year-old, could go and buy the Iliad, and they can read this. With that, just as Dolan reached up for his chin to cling with a frantic hand and beg for his life, Diomedes struck him square across the neck, a flashing hack of the sword. Both tendons snapped, and the shrieking head went tumbling into the dust. Look, the Old Testament of the Bible is not exactly a very you know, nice thing to read. No, it's that's, that's, a, that's graphic, not a good example. nasty. Yes. But it goes on, I mean, so my question is, who is actually going after video games and why? What is the chance oh, for the Supreme Court? Remember that uh, that the California law? This yes. is This is the culmination of that. The oh, Supreme so that's Court finally is, moved its way up to the Supreme yes, Court. Yes, and everyone apparently has an issue. Like, there there are state legislators from different states that are supporting the California uh, law and everything. File this brief in opposition to the case of Schwarzenegger versus the ECA and EMA. This case would seek to take away video games protection under the First Amendment right to free speech. Id Software claims that since video games are no different than any other forms of media, such as literature and film, that they should receive equal protection. Numerous lower courts have reached this very conclusion, and Id feels the Supreme Court should confirm the correctness of these decisions. All right, so it's Schwarzenegger and his crew that keep kicking this thing upstairs until they find somebody that agrees with them. Yes. It ain't going to happen. I don't think Look, it will happen if every single lower court so far has held up that this is a matter of free speech, and I'm not even sure why this is such a... a it's a debatable it's, thing. It's, it's it's one of those we need to protect our children from violent images. Sort and of I and I agree. And absolutely. However, you know, I think we also need to protect our children from the KKK and from racists and from Democrats. But they're allowed to go out there and talk and do things. How cute! See how what I did there? Yes, I yeah. saw. I saw you did there. You 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 linked racism with the KKK. That was that was awesome. Thank you. See, yeah. I'm very good at that. You're um, I'm surprised that it's actually made it up as far as the Supreme Court, and I can't imagine that's going to to be upheld. Uh, even though it's a five-four conservative to uh, 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 lib- you know liberal in the way they look at things, I think it's a pretty clear-cut issue. And I, that's why I said I'm surprised it's made it up this far. It's clogging up caseload. This seems to be inane to me. There are many other ways you can go about regulating. If you want to do that, then why don't you regulate them just like you do movies and books? All right, there's certain books you can't buy unless you're 18 because they got the brown you know sheet of paper over them, and you have to get ask the guy behind the counter for them. All right. If you want to get in a rated R movie, well, you can't buy it unless you've got ID and you're 18 and over. You can't go in to see a rated R movie in the theater for the same reasons. If you want to treat games the same way, and they, to a degree, they already do. That yeah, they, the they whole, have the rankings on there. The, the ESB or whatever the hell ESRB. it is. ESRB. Yes, thank you. I, I, I'm surprised that it's gone this far, but then again, I guess when you're the governor of a state, soon to be ex-governor, uh, you have some kind of stroke, and this is where you choose to you know, try to... Uh, get people to you know pay more attention to this non-issue than the fact that your state has no money. Supposedly he's going to be running for the Senate. That's what I heard anyway. Well, I think because he's isn't his uh, term up for governor? I yeah, he, he they're, they're, no, he's not allowed to run again. They're, what a they have jackass term this guy is. He can run for the Senate. Whatever. I'm, I'm surprised that re- you don't like him because he's a Republican. I thought you would... Uh... He's a rhino. Th- this guy, I mean, look at his record. There's very little of what Schwarzenegger's done that would be considered conservative by anybody, any, any stretch of the imagination. 
He's a Republican in name only. And the only reason he got elected is because of star power. Because it sure as hell wasn't for anything that. else. What, tell me one thing he's done for California that was better than the last asshole that was there. I don't pay attention to what... Well, I, I do. Only because it's the biggest state in the Union, and it used to be like the fifth largest economy in the world. Or third, or whatever it is. It, it's a bankrupt state with rolling blackouts all the time. They're, it's one, you know, beating away from a riot happening. It's they're constantly protesting or screaming. If, if Berkeley's not whining about something, San Francisco is. They've got no money. They've got more legals than actual, you know, regular Americans. It's just a, a disgrace out there. And he hasn't done anything to improve the situation. So there you go. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, so that's interesting that they actually has made it up to the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. So this one is actually, folks, we're only kind of glossing over it only because we've, I mean, there's not much more to discuss about it. Yeah, and it's something I think we've everyone heard, agrees with that's listening to us in the first place. Right, we, we've made our points pretty clear on you know the freedom of speech thing. However, I will say this. This will be a landmark decision as far as you and I and Highlanders and everybody else's uh, gaming interests are concerned. Sure. If this goes against us, we're in trouble. Because well, it's, it's going to be tough to yeah because then yes. you can start using that and start retroactively applying it to other forms other of media. games right yeah. well it, it's a snowball effect it's it slippery is. slope it's a snowball right. effect but more importantly you're going to start seeing companies that are going to take spend less money on games that we play because they're going to spend the money on games that aren't going to be blocked sure all right exactly so that is of concern anyways folks it's eight o'clock at night we have one hour left to go in the show we have more topics to get to uh, we're going to kick over to break. Gonna lead in with a Super Mario song that actually I think kind of ties together what you were discussing earlier with the movie, a little, a little bit in a way, and, and see uh, if this is what you're talking about for the movie and the, okay. the TV show and all that. So, anyways, folks, we'll be back in about ten minutes.
intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to The Emperor's Court. You can micro me any day. Are you not entertained? Oh, 
Of course, you're all entertained, aren't you? Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at the final 45 minutes here of the Emperor's Court here on First World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined by Highlander. Always a pleasure. And uh, we've got some things to get through here at the end, some cool topics we didn't get to. We also have the quickening, we have this or that, and we have uh, the video game, video game of the week. So which one would you like to do first there, Highlander? Uh, it's up to you. It's your the Emperor's Court. You you choose, and I will happily do it. Well, you've got the this or that right there in front of you, All so right. I, we might as well do that. Okay. So, uh, of course, then we have to go through and actually find the sounder, which you think I would have done prior to actually coming back from a break. That, that but would I be the didn't. professional-ish thing to do. Well, it's got to be on well, page there's four, Okay, then. well, there's nothing here that's professional. <laughs> so we're gonna, you know what? This is the one that just plays music forever, and it takes, you know... Yeah, you need to cut that by yeah. about 10 well, I'm, seconds. I'm actually going to replace it. I have a different song. For oh, okay. It. So okay. it's going to be like like eight seconds in total. So, all right. So, uh, this, this, that. Okay. This, that, yeah. Would you rather live to be 100 years old? Okay. Or start life over from birth and live to be only 50 years old, but retaining the knowledge you have right now? It's funny. I've actually had this thought before that I could, you know, if I could start over from scratch knowing everything I know now. So I guess the question is, would I go back to like 1978 when I was born? And actually yes. start then? And start then, but you only live to be 50. But I retain or, all the knowledge I have. Or retain all the knowledge you have. Or you lived a regular life and you live to be 100. Uh, you know what? Uh, my knee-jerk reaction would be to say to live to 50, but I want to see what comes next. So I'll say 100. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, would you rather on the job be accused of stealing or sexual harassment? Sexual harassment. I, I pride myself on my honesty, especially when it comes to work. And having worked in a place where... Uh, your honesty was the only thing between you know the company making money and you ripping them off with them not knowing. Mm-hmm. I take my honesty extremely serious. Not to mention these days, anything can be taken for sexual harassment. True. Oh, they, uh, they just open to a good one. Okay. Would you rather experience the Titanic or the Hindenburg? The Hindenburg. The Hindenburg? Yes. You think you stand a greater chance of surviving? Well, quite a few people survived the Hindenburg, actually. Did they really? Yes, there wasn't that many that died. I'd rather jump from 100 feet in the air than have to jump into the water of the North Atlantic where I could freeze inside of two minutes. And I hate large bodies of water. I'm not scared of them. I just don't like them. Uh, That makes any sense. My only real fear is of heights. I hate heights. You hate heights? Hate heights. So that's why you don't ride the roller coaster. That's right. That's, now, see, my mom's afraid of heights, but what she does is she closes her eyes going up the hill. Because once you're going fast, you don't, right. you don't have time to react to how Yeah, I tried that. It, didn't, didn't it doesn't work? No. Oh, that's nope. a shit. I love roller coasters. Well, the, the Terminal Tower uh, observation deck opened up in June. Uh-huh. Mr. Bain wants to go desperately. I told her, you go ahead. <laughs> now, uh, interesting factoid with the Terminal Tower. Uh, it's, for a while, it was the second largest um, uh, building in the world, and second largest building in the United States for many years here in Cleveland. Yeah. But I did not know this. As a publicity stunt, back in the 30s, they uh, had a couple of the Cleveland Indians on top of the Terminal Tower, and then they had two of the Indians catchers at the bottom on the ground. Oh, I see where this is going. Yes, and they dropped baseballs from them. And they actually set a new world record for catching a baseball from the highest uh, highest height up. Wow. When they caught the ball, the ball was moving at estimated 138 miles an hour. So they drive it from the top I of the Terminal it. Tower. I'm not sure what the, yeah. I'm trying to remember how fast terminal velocity is. I don't remember off the top of my head. But the, because because at, at a certain point, you don't go any faster. Right. It just plateaus. Yeah. Um, but the previous record had been from the Washington Monument, which oh, is um, somewhat smaller. So. All right. Uh, how about that? We'll do one last one. Okay. Would you rather be perceived as intelligent or street smart, but not both? Intelligent, because street smarts only plays into if you live in a big city. Okay. So I'd rather be intelligent. Fair enough. Only three, huh? 
Well, I, you said your voice was hurting you. So well, I mean, on. this doesn't take a whole lot to do. All right, okay. I'll, I'll just open up another one at random here. Right. <laughs> um, would you rather? Okay. See, everybody else said the Hindenburg, too. So you know what I was like? F the Titanic. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're a woman, the Titanic, because you'd probably stand a good chance of getting off it. But uh, one, one, if, hang, hang if you're on. you're a guy, good luck uh, with that. Do sex. Actually, I just I pulled a year at random. So I may not be the same age as you are. I just kind of grabbed the year and just said 1978. So I... Just thought I'd point that out before you start thinking I'm old or young or whatever. Go ahead. Okay. Would you rather wake up in the morning after a drunken night and inexplicably find blood all over yourself and all over your body or find your thirty-eight pistol usually stored in a closet next to you on the nightstand with two bullets missing? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that, I, it's like, wow, that's a really complicated one. A lot of people say they like to be known as intelligent. Unfortunately, none of them can spell intelligent. That's kind of funny. Isn't that horrible? Uh, uh, I'd rather have the gun missing. Yeah, uh, I probably yeah, would, too. I, I, I should show you some of the quickening questions I get before I re-fix them so they're not grammatical. Gra- grammatically bad. I'm trying to think of a... Yeah, grammatically correct. Grammatically correct. Yeah, yes. or would you rather drink a half cup of a stranger's saliva or eat all the hair out of your bathtub drain? I'd rather eat all the hair because I know it's mine. There you go. All right, one more. Would you rather be marked with a tracking device so that the government always knows where you are or with a microphone so that it always knows what you're saying? Or I had the tracking because I am the government. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of being beat down by the man, I am the man. So <laughs> do you want to ask me some or do you want yes, to... Yes, uh, let's ask some Highlander right. questions. Okay. And we'll just open up the book of knowledge to the whatever. The book of randomness. Thinking. i got to fix that one part there. I get see, some glue I see or that. whatever. I mean, this is an old book, but... Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, this one's not particularly bad, but fill a large pail with this or that. Would you rather fill a large pail with beach sand with using only your mouth or chew and swallow one pound of raw seaweed and kelp? Mm. I suppose I'd rather fill the pail with sand. I mean, I don't know where that kelp has been, and I, that stuff's usually slimy and disgusting, and ugh. so I'd, I'd rather fill the pail. At least I can wash out my mouth. All right. Some of these are... Okay, would you rather be caught by your boss jacking off in your favorite superhero outfit or screwing his or her spouse? Are you serious? That's a question? Well, I didn't just make it up on the fly. It's right right there. Um, Wow. um, (laughs) Well, seeing as how you're probably never going to talk to that person ever again, I'd probably rather be caught screwing screwing his spouse, screwing his wife. Interesting factoid. In Michigan, it's against the law to put a skunk in your boss's desk. But it's not against the law for that boss to catch you beating off as the Incredible Hulk. So that's good. There you go. All right. Would you rather chew the beak off a chicken or bite the legs off half a dozen mice? Um, I guess I'd rather bite the legs off mice. I don't know how I would chew a beak <laughs> off a chicken. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Would you no, rather... no, you can't choose neither. That's, that's <laughs> the point. That's the whole point of this. That's right. This, this or that. You got it. All right. Would you rather be a woman with a mustache or a man with large breasts? You know, like Fight Club bitch tits. Uh, what was the first choice again? Be a woman with a mustache. I guess be a woman with a mustache because you can always shave that off. I, yeah, see, that's good. The manly stuff's like, you can shave it off. Yeah, you can just shave it yeah. off. I mean, even if it grew back like every day, at least you could shave it off. Or, or you could wear a veil or you know, pretend you're a Muslim or something. I don't know. All right. Last <laughs> Last one. Wow, that's pretty about... It's right down the middle there on uh, IRC. Wow. Between breasts and mustache. Some people want the bitches. All right. This or that. Would you rather wet the bed when you're with your partner for the first time or wet your pants in a college class? I would probably rather wet my pants in a college class. 
I would too, because you can always make the argument that I was drunk. That's right. This or that, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Another For award-winning listening segment here at First World Productions. <laughs> All right, want to do the video game moment of the week? Of sure, the week? yeah. Right. Here's how you can get in touch. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. Don't tell me what buttons to press. I know what I'm pressing. I actually I, hit yeah, the other one mistake. I know what you're pressing too. You press the info. Button. Yeah, and then I press the right one. Now grab your thing and let's go, jackass. <laughs> it's up there. That's right, because you're too damn Great cheap to print it out. That's why. Why should I bother printing it out? All, All right. right, now. Uh, like I did with Mist last time, I decided to choose a, a great video game moment. For some reason, you keep talking away from your mics, actually. Well, that's because the it front keeps, part. There it go. keeps turning. But I think it's, it's all right. Uh, and in, in keeping with our, our Quake theme, our mini theme that we chose, I decided to choose Quake. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it away for you. So here we go. Multiplayer gaming over the internet is huge for PC gamers and a must for every PC game publisher. But it wasn't always that way. If you were to trace the history of online games, the Watershed title that changed the way we played on the internet had to have been Quake by id Software. Amen. To set the stage, you need to know what multiplayer gaming was back in the day. To be fair, here, Quake, here. To be fair Quake wasn't the first game you could play on the internet. There were plenty of other multiplayer games out there before its launch in 1996. The trick was to fool your computer into thinking that the internet was just another system on a LAN, local area network which several software programs or gaming services did, so you could play LAN-enabled games over the net. Never mind that the games weren't programmed to compensate for latency, gamers took what they could get. LAN gamers generally maxed out at four players and were wasteful with network traffic, which made them very poor to play online. Gaming on the internet before Quake was also primarily the realm of pay-to-play services, which were obligated to run large server clusters in various parts of the like country. Like Cali was. Exactly. The expense of which was passed on to the consumer in the form of monthly or even hourly fees. You had to hope that one of these server farms was near you, or you didn't get very good performance at all. Quake threw a sledgehammer into the works. For one thing, it was built to be played on the internet, with up to 16 players. And you didn't have to fool your computer into thinking it was on a LAN. You simply typed in an IP address, or you ran a server browsing utility like QuakeSpy, and you were good to go. In another smart move, running a Quake server was a snap for anyone who owned the game. Gamers could even set up a dedicated server that did nothing but run a game of Quake for players 24-7. At the time, this sounded worthless to the suits in the publishing houses. The internet was only recently hitting mainstream. How many people are really going to run a game server on their computer, skeptics might have asked. The answer was unheard of. A dozen quality servers soon blossomed into two dozen, then a hundred, eventually over 1,000. Running a Quake server was fun, and it was a geek status symbol that anyone with a fast connection rushed to oh, set up. I mean, you know this, but back in the day, if you were a clan, you weren't jack shit yeah, if you didn't you have your own private server? server. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we had to put our own up just so people take it seriously. Absolutely. Didn't matter. We beat everybody. Its software managed to get tons of high-quality game servers located all over the internet without spending a dime. The cost was spread out and absorbed by whoever had the resources. But hold on. The smart moment isn't over yet. Realizing the realities of the internet, its software's technological mastermind, John Carmack, realized that latency, or lag, should be taken into consideration when making an internet game. Months after Quake was on shelves, and basically at its own expense, its software released a patch called Quake World 
that was based on internet play. That is still active today. I was playing. I was showing yeah. Highlander. It's still. We were just talking. In about fact, it. if you go, That's right why I didn't now, say anything when you brought it up. So right. I didn't want to bring it up. Like Our IRC that we're on out right now, QuakeWorld.com. Yeah. Okay. If you actually go to uh, Pound QuakeWorld. It's still there. Yeah. That's, just, that's the same IRC server we used to hang out in. Compensating for latency, Quake World allowed players to play on a relatively smooth game, even if they were on a modem. It also bumped up the maximum players to 32. The result was a free-for-all internet play for everyone. Soon, internet multiplayer was a key selling point for PC games, and before long, it was a fixture in the PC gaming landscape. It may not have invented multiplayer, but Quake was a landmark title that changed PC gaming forever. Quake ushers in the era of online multiplayer games, another great moment in video games. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. God, I love that game, too. It's such a and it's game. still around. It's still there. I mean, granted, you know, it doesn't have the gigantic community it had well, back course. in the time. Of course. You know, it never will, but still. Right. You know, I, I would like to see him kind of reissue the, the three-wave servers, but, you know, that's a pipe dream. Anyways, folks, we've got a couple more topics we want to get to before we get to the quickening here to round it out. <clears throat> this from... <clears throat> voice starting to go. It's from Cracked.com. Thank you. Seven scientific reasons a zombie outbreak would fail and quickly. I, I love Cracked.com. They have so many good lists. In fact, we could probably take a list from here every week, and it would be hilarious every week. We'll just call it the Crack.com podcast. Yeah. So long story short, uh, <clears throat> like, just like the title says, it's reasons why uh, you know, the, the zombie apocalypse probably would not actually happen if there, of course, was such a thing as a zombie apocalypse. Number seven, they have too many natural predators. Do you know why we as humans are at the top of our current food chain? Not because we're hard to kill. Well, with the exception of Steven Seagal, we're not. We're little more than tasty flesh bags waiting for an errant horn or claw to spill our guts out like a meat piranha. No, we're on top simply because we are so absurdly good at killing things ourselves. A good offense, as they say, is the best defense. Okay, moving on. Yes, I'm not going to get into it. We're simply too smart and well-armed for any wild animals to hunt. Now consider the poor zombie. It lacks every single advantage that has kept humanity from being eaten to extinction. It wanders around in the open, can't use weapons, can't think, or use strategy. Doesn't even have a sense of self-preservation to run and hide when it's in danger. If you're saying, sure, but it's not like my city is full of bears that can come and eat all the zombies, you need to think smaller. Insects are a major pain in the ass for all living things, and in some cases, being able to swat away flies and having an immune system is the only thing keeping us from having our eyes and tongues eaten out by maggots. What a lovely thought. Number six, they can't take the heat. It's generally accepted by zombie experts that they're going to continue to rot, even as they shamble around the streets. What the movies fail to convey, however, is that a gruesome yet strangely hilarious effect to the sun or to the hot sun has on a rotting corpse. The first concern is putrefaction. Thanks to the plethora of bacteria we use in our colon for digesting digesting plant matter on a gut flora, never heard of that. Our bodies are ripe for decay from uh, the second our heart stops. Since heat speeds up the growth of bacteria, uh, the zombie's got a looming expiration date every second it turns. Dead bodies bloat because the gas is created by the bacteria, meaning that in warmer areas, even Abercrombie zombies are going to start getting fat in the first few days. <laughs> After a few weeks of this, the nasty bloated zombie army is going to start doing something that is simultaneously the most awesome and disturbing thing a zombie can do. They will start exploding. The warm, moist conditions in the tropical and subtropical parts of the world, or even just summer in the temporal parts, speed to this condition, meaning a July zombie outbreak pretty much anywhere would be over in a few weeks just by virtue of the rampant monsters bursting like rancid meat balloons. Once again, another lovely thought. Number six, they can't handle the cold. This is on the opposite end of the spectrum. Zombies are dead meat. No arguing that. It's one of their defining characteristics. However, 
Everybody focuses on that dead part like it's such a huge deal. They often forget about the meat. Do you know what else is dead meat? Steak, hamburger, possibly even that red grease mush inside of a Taco Bell food. <laughs> when flesh is alive, it's got all sorts of defense systems to keep it that way. When it's dead, you have to throw it away, and in about a week, even if you seal it up in plastic and keep it at a carefully modulated temperature, eventually it goes bad. So after enough exposure, a dead body is going to be frozen solid and not chasing down any screaming victims, no matter how delicious and rascal scooter-bound they might be. <laughs> Number five, biting is a terrible way to spread a disease. Hey, remember that time when the dog got rabies and a day later every single other dog on the continent had it, except for a small band of survivors huddled in a basement? No, that never happened? Well, of course it didn't. Ne- nearly all the zombie movies agree on one thing. They reproduce like a disease, one that spreads via a bite from the infected, like they have a virus carried by zombie saliva or whatever, but this also means that the spread should be subject to the same rules as a normal epidemic, and biting is a shitty way to get, rid of an epi- to get an epidemic going. The successful diseases have some really clever ways to invisibly spread from victim to victim. The flu, for example, has killed tens of millions of people because it floats right through the air. The Black Plague was spread by fleas, etc., etc. Not a single one of these required the infected to get within biting distance to spread the infection. Sure, sexual transmitted diseases like AIDS work that way, but that's only because the infected can pass for the uninfected. No one's going to be having sex with a zombie. At least I don't want to know about it if it happens. So, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, number four, I would assume. Number three. Number three. They can't heal from day-to-day damage. One advantage of having a fully function, functional central nervous system is that it also has a, does a damn good job of letting you know when you've been damaged. It does this by way of pain. Think about it, all the paper cuts, stubbed toes, and nut shots you've suffered in your life. Now imagine. They never healed. Just sat there and rotted while you continued to rack up other paper cuts, stubbed toes, and nut shots. Pretty much every wound you've ever would have had uh, would end up in an amputation. One thing we know from our zombies from Romero and Fulci, 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 is that they are a clumsy lot walking the doors in a helicopter blades without a second thought about what kind of damage they are suffering. Uh, number two, the landscape is full of zombie-proof barriers. The zombies' lack of coordination, along with the inability to see in the dark, we haven't had any infrared zombies yet, but holy shit, we call dibs on that idea, is going to spell the doom of countless zombies in any area outside of a parking lot. This is a group that doesn't know how to find roads or bridges. They just go wandering off aimlessly. Mountains, major rivers, canyons would thus quickly be home to piles of broken zombie rags stinking up the scenic views. Even if zombies had the foresight to not walk over cliffs or into raging rapids during the day, nightfall would result in most eventually walking into rivers, over cliffs, (coughs) off bridges, diminishing their numbers. And uh, the number one reason... You're going to do it? Okay. The number one reason, weapons and the people who use them. As we touched on briefly above, if Homo sapiens are good at one thing, it's killing other things. We're so good at it that we've made entire other species cease to exist without even trying. Add to the mix the the sheer number of armed rednecks and hunters out there, and the zombies don't even stand a chance. There were over 14 million people hunting with a license in the U.S. a few years ago. At a minimum, that's like an armed force the size of the greater Los Angeles area. Remember, the whole reason hunting licenses exist in the first place is to limit the number of animals you're allowed to kill. Because if you just declared free reign for everyone with a gun, everything in the forest would be dead by sundown. <laughs> Even the trees would be mounted proudly above the late, hunters, late arriving hunter's mantles. It's safe to assume that when the game changes from three deer to all the rotting dead people trying to eat us, there will be no shortage of volunteers. Plus, if we look at zombies as a species, they're pretty much designed for failure. Their main form of reproduction is also their only source of food and their top predator. If they want to eat or reproduce, they have to go toe-to-toe with their number one predator every single time. 
That's like having to fight a lion every time you want to have sex or make a sandwich. Actually, it's worse than that. <laughs> Most top predators are only armed with teeth and claws, meaning they have to put themselves in harm's way to score or kill. Humans, however, have rifles. And there you go. The top seven reasons why, scientific reasons why it would never work for a zombie apocalypse. That's, you know, I've never thought of stuff, stuff like that, but I guess, I guess that's true. I mean, they, they obviously would have numbers on their side. Right. <laughs> but still, you know. All right, here's the last one from Crack.com. This one's the 12 video game characters with undiagnosed mental disorders. <laughs> Number one, Duke Nukem, diagnosis, Tourette's syndrome, observed symptoms. Patient grimaces every 30 seconds regardless of the circumstances. <laughs> Midway through a conversation about Obama's proposed bailout, he breaks off to say that he's here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. It's all out of gum. I offered him some gum, but he just grimaced and threatened to get medieval on my ass. <laughs> Suggested treatment. Source of the syndrome was likely occupational. Despite promises to fans... A uh, patient may need to cease work indefinitely, or at least until his catchphrases again regain relevance. During this time, we may also treat Mr. Newcomb for pornography addiction. <laughs> uh, Kirby, <laughs> diagnosis bulimia nervosa. Observed symptoms, patient struggles to control a ballooning waistline through self-induced vomiting, only to binge seconds later on apples, tomatoes, and giant eyeball monkeys. So desperate is he for food, he'll even resort to eating non-food items like bombs and rocks. During severe episodes, he might even try and swallow the very air around him. So just a treatment, as patient shows no apparent shame at vomiting in public, intervention is probably doomed to failure. So just hiding antidepressants in crates scattered around the globe. All right, next up is Tommy Vercetti, uh, diagnosed antisocial personality disorder. Patient shows no empathy or regard for the rights of others. Was brought into by the VCPD, uh, this is Vice City uh, Police Department, after sniping a pregnant woman from the roof of his mansion, running over her corpse in a stolen car, then soliciting and murdering a prostitute with a bat. Otherwise, fine. <laughs> Suggested treatment. Return health to full. Fine 50% of his income and release. <laughs> That's really funny. Sonic the Hedgehog. Diagnosis. Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. Observed symptoms. Patient is unable to remain still for any length of time. When calmly asked about his day, he responds, Smell you later, Robotnik, and sped out of the office, returning moments later with a chili dog he claims he got in France. He then leaped at a television, smashing it because he, quote, thought there might be rings or something inside, unquote. Consider treatment for delusions as well. Suggested treatment. Before any process can be made, he must be separated from his companion Tails, whose severe separation anxiety disorder seems to be a contributing factor <laughs> in his illness. I've already tried hurling tails off a cliff and into spikes, but he always returns. Consider electroshock. Ash Ketchum, diagnosis obsessive-compulsive disorder. Patient obsessively categorizes and collects various small animals. He painstakingly tracks their, attitude, their attributes, traces their growth, and applies them elemental types. When confronted about this behavior, his justification is invariably the non-answer, gotta catch them all. Suggested treatment. Immediate separation of the boy and his yellow-talking cat. The animal has taken up Ash's compulsive behavior, repeating the same word over and over ad nauseum, and I fear they may be reinforcing one another. A tenant should note, the cat may be electrified. <laughs> cat may be electrified. That's awesome. Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. Diagnosis, bipolar disorder. Patients see him on top of the world one minute, then inexplicably blue the next, both in the literal and metaphysical senses. Also worrisome, at last week's group therapy section, Clyde was just eyeballs. Suggested treatment, considered medication, but when presented with pills, patient ran screaming from the room. <laughs> Attempted to give chase, but was intercepted by that jaundiced malignor that keeps trying to score prescriptions off me. Gave him some fruit and sent him on his way. Prentice Toadstool, diagnosis, histrionic personality disorder. 
Symptoms. Patient often plays the role of the victim as a way to get attention from her boyfriend. She exhibits desperate fear and excessive emotionally whenever she's kidnapped by King Koopa, despite the fact that, as far as I can tell, he has never actually harmed her in any way and plays board games with her regularly. Treatment. Her current surroundings are uh, detrimental to her continued recovery, and a chance meeting with her boyfriend could trigger a collapse, a relapse. Recommend moving to another castle. (laughs) (laughs) Zangief. Diagnosis. Muscle dysmorphia or bigorexia. Patient works out to excess, exhibits a musculature sized far above social norms, and has apparent rage issues. He seems to do nothing but get in fights with Vega from the Gender Identities Ward. (laughs) Bigorexia often comes from deep-seated insecurity and self-loathing, so it's important to note that Mr. Geef shows visible evidence of being a cutter. Suggested treatment, borscht diet, and regular stretching sessions with Dalsim. All right, next up, Link. Diagnosis, hoarding disorder. Observed symptoms. Patient collects an unreasonable amount of unseemly useless objects. During initial session, patient's pockets were stuffed with jars of oil, wax, and insects, bits of stone, a number of masks, and a sack full of hundreds of rupees. When asked what the rupees were for, the patient replied that they were to buy a large stack to hold more rupees. Suggested treatment. Link is not too far gone to be recovered with therapy. Simply show him the tragic end result of the path he's headed down by introducing him to a more severely afflicted patient. Patient Tingle will do nicely. I don't get that reference. I don't either. Wario. Diagnosis. Narcissistic personality disorder. Patient is grossly overweight, vulgar, physically repulsive, unhygienic, and flatulent. Despite all this, he considers himself to be number one and claims constantly and emphatically that he's a gonna win. Suggested treatment. Initial diagnosis may be hiding a deeper issue, as closer observation reveals patient has modeled entire look and personality after an associate, Mario. Could narcissism be a subconscious attempt to stifle a hidden, obsessive lust? Would it would explain patient's bulging chode? Seriously, it's like a frozen burger patty. All right, I knew this was going to be in here. I knew he had to be. Cloud strife. Schizoid personality disorder. Patient has almost no ability to express emotions. He reacts passively to major life events and speaks primarily in ellipses. <laughs> he often drifts in, uh, drifts in his goals, pursuing the destruction of an ultimate evil one minute, then breeding and racing chocobos the next. It seems he still hasn't found closure concerning A's death. I think we know who that is. Suggested treatment, a standard course of various materia combinations. Also, run tests to determine whether massive forearms are a result of Popeye syndrome <laughs> or development with, uh, from carrying a massive sword everywhere or a metrosexual affection. And the last one is Yorda, diagnosis dependent personality disorder. Patient is utterly dependent on her horned companion and deeply fears separation from him. This is exacerbated by the boy's tendency to yell, hey, over here, and whistle to her at regular intervals. She can do little without him, despite her ability to shoot magic missiles. Suggested treatment, magic missiles are dangerous to the other patients. Have the shadow monsters kill them both. Nice. I was reading up in here on, uh, uh, catching up here on IRC. Ico is one of my favorite games. I love that game. Also, not, not as good as Shadow of the Colossus, though. Another fantastic game. Which is one that uh, apparently no one played, but you did and was. Uh, I loved it. Sony released this update to block pirated games. This is probably the last time we get to tonight. Uh, we'll do the quickening and then we head out of here. Right. Um, we talked about this action last show that somebody had finally broke into the PlayStation 3, that they finally were able to crack it. I remember that, yeah. Uh, recently, actually, a couple of days ago, uh, I think it was Intel or somebody released the information that the HD code has been cracked. 
that someone's finally cracked uh, the high-definition television code. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure what that really entails, but I don't think anyone's going to be making any cheap high-definition anytime soon. But <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, Sony's new software update for its PlayStation 3 console blocks a loophole that allows users to run software that enables pirated games to be played on the device. The applications that came, became blocked are the PS Jailbreak and PS Groove. Uh, it goes on to say, some jackass I don't know, one of the developers behind the PS Groove told BBC News that it was safer not to update if users wish to continue to using the hacks. So, obviously, this didn't take a long time for them to do that. I'm sure, you know, Sony was had something waiting in the wings, just waiting for somebody to finally break through. you got to give some credit. I mean, people have had the Xbox, you know, crack for quite some time. Yeah. As took, well yeah. as the Wii, for that matter. It took a while for them to finally crack Sony. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know if there's just was a lack of interest. My guess is simply because they were just very good at, at whatever security options they had. Right. Um, I do know that there are people out there who are notorious hackers for the Xbox, who and they routinely have upgrades for their firmware that they have to avoid. But, I mean, there are ways around that. So it's kind of interesting that Sony was able to rack as quickly as they did, um, more than that, more than a couple of weeks before it was cracked, before they had something in play. They, yeah, they must have already known that it was going to get cracked and just yeah, waited. They probably until, had something waiting, yeah. Yeah. There's an awful lot of pirates in IRC right now. So I see. So, Yar Pirates Be Free... Those landlubbers at Sony can be walking the plank. And Grimhound goes, hmm. I think that's the appropriate reaction. I can think of a couple other ones, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, time for the quickening? Time for the quickening. have the manners of a goat. All right, what do we got tonight? All right, well, what I decided to do, I, I hinted at it the last time we were on. What I'm going to try and do this time for the quickening, I, I thought I'd do something a little different. I'm going to try and answer the questions and answer, well, I'm going to try and read the questions <laughs> and answer them as fast as I can and see if I can set like a, like a record or something. So I'm going to, I, I think the last time we were on, I was going to call it the quickering but that's as far as I got with trying to be witty and coming up with something. So uh, do we have some sort of stopwatch thing? I know you were looking for stopwatch. I, I, I think that... Um, yes, I can, I can that, actually... Uh, I'm sorry, you were saying? Oh, oh, yeah, that's perfect right there. Yeah, yeah, this I can actually tell. It's when we're going to start, and then I can tell you when you stop. Okay. So let me know when you're ready. Uh, you got to move that a little bit so I can read the... Yeah, that's perfect right there. Yeah. All right, so we'll read it at uh, when it says 40. Okay. Four, three, two... One question. I am getting a new lizard today. Can you suggest some good names? Answer. How about lame, dumb, stupid, and needs friends? Seriously, who buys a lizard? Need to buy pets that normal people buy. Me? I have several small guinea pigs with rocket launchers. Question. Homecoming is coming up, so I need to ask a girl out on a date. How do I do it? Don't ask her out. Just show up to her house in a tux and limo and barge in with a corsage. If the cops don't drag you away, it was meant to be. (laughs) Question, if you were to drill a hole in Emp's head and plug a printer cord into his brain, plug the other end into a printer, and then hit print, would a very detailed study guide of the Napoleonic era come out? No, but a lot of blood and brains would come out, which compared to the Napoleonic era is pretty much the same thing. Question, it seems like survival horror genre games are turning into action games like Resident Evil. Apart from Alan Wake, where have all the survival horror games gone? Where have they all gone? What do you think? The zombies came and killed them all because you didn't double back and finish them off because you were out of ammo. Maybe if you'd gotten that special rifle three levels ago, this whole thing would have happened in the first place. Question. What color is a mirror? Answer. The same color as the sound of one hand clapping. Question. 
I'm looking for a good website to buy official anime t-shirts and the like. I'm really into Bleach and Blood Plus right now, and I don't try to Google shop to find anything good. If you could get back to me sometime soon with a good website for buying such items, it would be greatly appreciated. First off, learn to punctuate. That sentence rambled on longer than Gwyneth Paltrow at the Oscars. Second, official anime t-shirts? Who decides that they're official? Are there referees who throw a flag and blow a whistle? Illegal anime t-shirt number 69, five-yard penalty. Why don't you try www.yourclearlyaversion.com? Question, how much wood would an emperor chuck if an emperor could be arsed? How do you chuck wood in the first place? And that's not even a tongue twister. What a horrible question. Incidentally, Chuck Wood, former lead singer for the Goo Goo Dolls before they hit it big. Well, you can't really hit it big when you suck to begin with, but, but anyway. Question, if a train leaves from five miles away going 43 miles per hour and you start walking toward it at three miles per hour, at what point is life a meaningless series of pathetic tragedies? Uh, train guy meet anime t-shirt guy. T-shirt guy meet train guy. You guys have a lot in common. Question, what is the best snack to eat while masturbating? D's nuts. Now with baking soda. If you have a question that you'd like to answer, ask for the quickening, you can always do so at highlander1g at gmail.com. One minute, 15 seconds. Not bad. Not wow. Bad. That pretty impressive. I wow! I didn't think you were going to get all through them that quickly. I was, I was quite surprised. One minute, fifteen seconds. Well, wow. that reminds me, I forgot we've got uh, a couple in the mailbag. Oh, we do. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I can look at them. Uh, we can save them for next week, though, if you want. Oh, you well, want we've to... got time. I mean, we've got fourteen minutes yet. So, oh, okay. You know, uh, what's that's right. Jeffrey Joseph Longa wants to be my friend on Facebook. Really? Uh, apparently, so uh, I, they're still is, adding to the Facebook. What has Jeffrey Joseph Longa done for us lately? I have no idea, but apparently, he wants to be my friend. Yeah, I don't want to be his kinda, friend, though. Yeah, it looks kind of weird to me. All right, uh, the mailbag. We have some mailbag we have to get to. Um, not a whole lot, but then again, I was you know gone for an extra week, so that's not really surprising. I assume that you wanted me to respond to these on the air, because nothing said that you didn't want me to. So, And again, I yeah, have... There, there. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? All right, so there you go. Folks, if you have a question you want us to answer, send it to emperor1g at cox.net. <clears throat> Having said so, here we go. Da, 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 da. This one is from Mr. Uh, this would be the Kira Alchemist. Yeah. Dear Emperor and Highlander, I am thinking about creating a, a, Counter-Stri- a Counter-Strike source clan for CEVO. Well, CGO because I'm Australian and the Australian equivalent, but have no idea where to begin. I was just wondering if you could please provide me with some advice on creating and managing a successful esports clan, as well as advice on recruitment. Because you both have 14 years' experience, I just thought it would be uh, good to get some advice from one of the best and longest-running esports clans that I know of. I love the show. You are both excellent from the meltdown, social commentary, and the quickening. I would also like to thank you both for the excellent work you guys do every week, as well as everyone on the VTW Productions. Any advice whatsoever you give me would be excellent. Thank you very much. The Crazy Knife or Akira Alchemist. That was a lot of uh, ass-kissing right there. Yes, it was. But all of it deserves to be true. Yes. Flattery will get you everywhere <clears throat> with the Imperial Guard. I mean, really, the, the best way to do it is just hang. It's, it's your friends. You, what you do is you... I mean, the way that we did it was we, we played with our friends. Right. And we played with them so much, we were like, well, why don't we just make a clan and make it official? That's pretty much how it works. Well, we kind of parlayed into that stuff. Uh, well, the biggest challenge, I guess, comes with playing with people on the Internet. Um, right. I'll be honest, in the 14 years, and it has not always been smooth. We've had some purges. We've had some turnover. Um, obviously, drama cannot be uh, dodged. <sighs> Without going into 14 years of history, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I guess a couple of things are. One thing that I've noticed is it's very difficult to rule by committee. 
Um, when you have a council or you have like these, these clans or guilds have these grand councils or executive councils, when you have so many people with different opinions, it's hard to get anybody's real vote on anything. Right. If you have five different people, I, you're going to have five different ways on how to form a clan. So that's a bit of an issue. What you need. So right. you're, you're saying that rule number one is that if, if it's going to be your clan, you need to be the one in charge. It has to be a one man show. But one thing that I've learned specifically over the years is that you can't just rule with an iron fist all the time. Ideally, what you want to do is you want to surround yourself with people who are pretty even keeled, who have the best, uh, the best intentions for your online clan and for the group at heart, and seek out their opinions. Now, understand any decisions you make are ultimately yours to make. So the opinions you're getting are just that. But make sure that you're asking opinions from not just your, you know, your friends or people that are going to kiss your ass, but people who are actually, why am I? I don't know. I got the pop shield up here. And I'm, I'm like, yeah. It's constant. It's terrible. Um, have patience is another thing. And understand that you're going to go through down periods where we're not going to be as active. You know, like we started off with Quake. You know, after Quake, we kind of segued. It was Warcraft 2 at the same time. We kind of segued into Ultima Online. After Ultima Online, there's kind of a, uh, you know, there's a bit of a downtime where we weren't as active. We still play together, like, you know, Highlander said. Yeah. Until Warcraft 3 came out. So you have to understand there's going to be highs and lows. You're not always going to be doing gangbusters. Something else that kind of uh, occurs to me is don't try to over-recruit. Don't try to make yourself bigger than you can handle. Smaller, more coordinated clans we've experienced are much more effective than ones that have 80, 100 people. Very much true, yeah. If if World of Warcraft taught me nothing else, it's that. And it's kind of unfortunate that it's a game that requires 40 people, now 20 people, right. you know, at least of various kinds to go in and start to experience some of the endgame stuff. It's very difficult, one, to coordinate that because everybody's got their own schedule and you have to understand that too. But you got you have 20 different personalities with different kinds of attitudes, different kinds of uh, egos and what have you. Um, I guess the only other thing I could think of, you had said Counter-Strike. I, I, this may sound, I don't know what to say, egotistical. But you, you really need to make sure, in my opinion, that you're actually really good at the game and that you're someone that people would want to hang around with. Because yeah. obviously the whole point of being in a clan is that you learn from one another and that you, you build upon each other's strengths in order to have a, a better overall gestalt entity. Right. So if you suck at the game, you're not going to be starting any sort of a clan because who, who the hell would want to hang out with you? Yeah. It made recruitment that much more easier for me only because I was as good as I was. Yes. And then you add in the fact that, you know... Highlander and Incarnadine and the rest of the guys were just as good, and you have a core there. Yes. For us, it was a lot easier because everybody knew each other. All right. Um, as Highlander just said, you need to define what it is your clan's going to do. If you're going to have a Counter-Strike clan with the express purpose of joining a tournament, like he said, you better be a badass to start off with. Yes. If you're not already a known and solid player, it's going to be that much more difficult because someone's going to respect you. You're an unknown. People aren't just going to join some guy's clan. You know, as far as they're concerned, you're just not a 12 year old trying to look to have yeah. to rule. So I would, you know, I would go on some servers that are well known, and assuming that you're good, or if you're not good, then get good, and then start going on servers that are well known as your own person, not part of a clan, and just start winning. And believe me, if, if you start winning those matches all the time, clans will probably start coming to you. But if you're looking to start your own, then it, it makes it that much easier to try and recruit people. You can even recruit people from other clans too. It happens all the time. Be very even killed, be very mannered, be very approachable. Make friends with a lot of different clans. It's just like the same thing in business. Do a lot of networking. Yes. Because if one clan breaks up, you can always cherry pick their one or two. But I happen to know that Highlander actually joined several clans of, of uh, that we were interested in 
only because we wanted one or two players with the express yeah. and sole purpose as just to get to know those players and then bring them over when their inevitable collapse happened mm-hmm. and did. Um, that's how we got Cool Hand Luke and a couple of the other guys. So I, there's a lot to it. Have some patience. You got to be good and understand that, you know, putting the emperor, you know, persona off to the side, it isn't your own personal little fiefdom on the internet to just rule over. All right. People aren't going to worship you because they don't care. More than likely, they're going to be your same age or older. And that's another thing. Don't recruit kids. We have a, a pretty strict 18 and over policy. It's yeah, just, that's, that's, the best, that's, that's the best way to get even-keeled people. Yes. It's 18 and over. And even then, you find, you know, you find little squirrely people. But still, you gotta it's, weed it's better out. than nothing. Yeah. And no matter how bad it gets, understand that as long as you continue to play under the clan tag, your clan never actually ceases to exist. So if you get down to like two or three or four people, and I've known a couple of clans that did that, and they just decided it wasn't worth it and just gave up, stick with it. You can always rebuild later, especially with the new game that comes out. And it's going to be very difficult for you trying to get into a game that's as old as that is. You're better off trying to find a new game that's just coming out and just, you know... Yeah, definitely. Start off at, at the ground floor and work your way up. Uh, Bay says, speaking of clans, when are you going to start picking people for StarCraft Two? We've had a couple of people actually apply on the website and clan appeal guard. I'm sorry... Um, clan1g.net the problem is Baze and Little Rex and a couple of other guys have replied is the fact that with Blizzard dragging their feet on the um, clan options the clan support there really isn't you know any rush to do it right now simply because we can't set up anything mm-hmm. you know one thing I've been thinking about and it, I, I know I haven't even brought it up to you so this is completely you know I know that we've thought about having a, a section of the clan for Magic the Gathering yes that's been a discussion for some years. Yeah, I would love to. I would throw my hat in the ring. I would love to be a part of that. Now, you talk about the online version or you talk about in person? Um, well, obviously, if we're going to do, I mean, if there's going to be people over the Internet. You'd have to practice online. Right. <laughs> but in terms of like tournaments or whatever, I'd be talking about like going to like major tournaments. As a team. As, as a team, yeah. I'd be all for that. I, I think Mechawk would definitely take you up on that. He's a huge magic player. Yeah, if we get a bunch of people together and then. We come up with some sort of agreement, like if, if one of us wins money, like we use it toward, you know, well, we can figure all that stuff out later, but I think it would, it would turn out pretty good. So, you know, if, write up a proposal, I'll give it to the cadre, we'll take a look at it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something we've talked about, there's no reason why we can't just go ahead and put it in there. Cause, I mean, you, there are Magic the Gathering games online you can play. There are. They're practicing, yeah. so you can, you know, make a deck of the current Type 2 or whatever it is. Yes, yes. So I don't... I know Mechawk is big in the tournaments. I know you are. Yes, um, I play so all the time. There's no reason why that couldn't happen. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I think that pretty much wraps it up. We only got five minutes left. But hey, uh, well, hey, you made it the whole way, sir. Yeah. Way to go! And I'm you're really probably going to sleep all day tomorrow. Now, don't sleep too long because we got to watch the Browns, Browns lose to Kansas City. Yeah, for the home opener. Yeah, so. Uh, have they said if uh, Delum is starting or if it's he Seneca is not? Wallace. Seneca Wallace. Seneca Wallace. You know, I, I think I think we're going to win that game. I think the reason we lost that game. Was because they didn't pull the loan for whatever reason. That first half, I mean, was he wasn't decent. He was decent. I yeah. mean, better from what we've had in recent years. He was light years ahead of Brady Quinn and Derek Anderson. Although Derek Anderson, I mean, but Brady. after 15 years in, in, you know, yeah, I would expect that. Yeah, so. I mean, he was he was good. Uh, but that second half, after he hurt his ankle, he was, he was horrible. I, he barely made a pass at all. Right. And I think that's really why we ended up losing the game. So I, I think that we can win this game tomorrow. Because I think Seneca Wallace is maybe just like a step below Jake DeLome in terms of passing. Plus, you've got that uh, Michael Vick factor of him being able to run all over the place. 
Well, we already got that in, in Cribs if we would have wanted to do that, but I suppose yeah. it's an option. It's an option. I, don't, I, I don't think Colt McCoy is the quarterback of the future. I didn't like him in Texas, and I don't like him here. Well, yeah, hopefully Seneca Watson. It's like Tim Tebow. I, look, he's not going to be the quarterback in the NFL as he was in college. You know, it's a Troy Smith with Joe Krenzel's the world. Uh, by the way, big props to the Ohio State University beating the hell out of Ohio University today, 43-7. They continue that roll towards the national championship. I, I totally forgot that it was Ohio University. I have to call my friend. I used to, I used to work with him in Space mm-hmm. Mountain. He's a graduate of Ohio University. Yeah, so is Barron. So and make he, sure you say he, it to him on the way out the door. He hates Ohio State. hates Ohio State. So is Barron. Make sure you say it on the way out the door. I, I definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Hounder, what did we learn today? Uh, we learned that we got to play the Oh, we're playing the music? Okay. Yes, I got to play the music. Uh, we spot. learned that uh, zombie apocalypse uh, scientifically probably will not happen. We learned that uh, video game characters can have mental disorders, and they're actually surprisingly accurate. Yeah. Uh, especially Cloud. Probably. Yes. Uh, we learned that I could do the quickening in uh, one minute and what's, one minute 13? 15 seconds. One minute 15. We'll have to write that down and see if we can, uh, beat that. See if I can beat that record. And the idea is to kind of drag it out so we actually have less <laughs> to kill, not make it go faster. Well, you know what? My, my thinking you pick, was... You picked the wrong day to do that. When I'm ailing right. and trying to struggle through to the end of the show, my, you're like, let's do it quickly. My, my, my thinking was that we're, we're starting to pile up all these different bits. Like, I've got the... Video game moment. Right. Now I've got the this or that. The forbidden thing, knowledge. The this forbidden or that. knowledge yes. and the quick. It's like, man, if we keep doing all this, the whole show's gonna be nothing but bits. It's like, well, how do we keep the bits? Well, like, what if I just do one of the bit really quickly? So I, I thought about maybe trying to do the quick. Well, quick, quick, and you got it through it, and I got through it. Um, what else did we learn? We learned that uh, <laughs> U.S. government's trying to get kids to make video games. And we learned that the U.S. government's actually considering removing their free speech uh, yes. protection. Uh, what else did we learn? I learned that how to make an atomic bomb. Uh, I learned that uh, Mario turned twenty-five. I thought he was older than that. Right? I thought it was. I, you know, I think he is because they 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 measured it from Super Mario Super War- Mario yeah. Brothers. Mario Brothers came before that, and technically, the first instance of Mario came by Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong, which is which is like prior 80, to that eighty-one. I think right. Is when that came. So he's actually. I think he's older than that. I learned that I can't wait for Tron. To come out so I can go see it. Oh, that's going to be amazing! Yeah, uh, yeah. it's going to be all the thirty-something uh, nerds coming back. Like this movie's amazing. Jesus Christ, we're in the post game. Like everybody's left IRC. It's like rats leaving wow, really? the ship. It's like guys, you can't hold on five more minutes for us to get through this. Uh, They're probably listening. They're just ditching IRC. Yeah, probably. At any rate, so I think that's everything we learned. I um, so. want to thank you, Lister, for tuning in and uh, putting up with this. My apologies for my voice, but you can feel us ready to go. I am still fighting off from pneumonia. Um, my apologies for not having a show last week, but uh, it's on the previous one's on the archive, episode seventeen. You know what? What we need to do is <coughs> stitch together because we have all we have all the shows archived. Yes, I do. We need to like stitch together like the best of like the funniest. I, moments I thought of the about show. that, but that would that was going to. I mean, we would I, need I, an actual engineer. To do I, that. I know it would take a long. Well, really, you can't just uh, cut and paste. I could, but I mean, you know I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not take? saying it would right. take a long time, but I think it would like we could get like the gnome tard, like your your Santa Claus story, my Space Mountain story. Just, Put all that kind of crazy stuff together, like the times where we yell at and each other. It's a best of show. Yeah, it's yeah. like a best of show. In case whenever you know we're sick or whatever. Understand uh, this though that uh, I do all of the work here as far as the you know putting the stuff together and recording. I'd be happy to that. help you with it, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, the problem is I'd have to come over here to do it. It's like well, well, and, that, well, and that's point. just it. So yeah. maybe a little Rex can help you out though with his idea. Yeah. Um, we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, that would be the, unless as far as I know, it hasn't changed, but that would be uh, Type Frag Control Servers, the same ones that we use at Clanfield Guard. Fantastic, sir. Uh, and uh, we use those daily. We're using them right now, actually, to communicate with Dunleft, um, who's talking in our ear. 
and ebooks from Amazon. Is that correct? We have Amazon uh, no, books? it's uh, audio books, audio books, audible books, audible books. Audible's the name of the company. I, you know, I, I am not into the, the ebooks thing. I, I don't get really. It. I, I'd rather have the book. See, I, I, yeah, I, I, I love the fact that I could pick up like the one Kindle or the Nook or whatever, and yeah. have like my entire library just in my phone. Because if you happen to lose that device, the library goes with it. Well, you just store it someplace else. Back okay, it up. but that's an added hassle and cost, and most people don't do that. <sighs> Not to mention, good luck trying to you know lend it to somebody. Um, who else do we have to thank? I think, that's really I think we thanked everybody. Yeah. So all right, so the people we want to uh, hate, uh, the following people can get bent. What? Uh, well, we thank people. <laughs> Where did I, that I come hate, from? I'm just thinking about adding another, you know, another bit to it. These are the people we don't want to thank. Yeah, we hate the following, and we thank the following. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been another fantastic show. The Emperor's Court here on First of World Productions, vtwproductions.com. We will be back here next Saturday. The same Emperor time, same Emperor place from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern, right here at VTW. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, Internet. So long, everybody.